When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Oh, here we go. We didn't even know we were on the air. We are. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. You're supposed to say something, Mr. Paul. That's right. Earth, wind, and fire, good for your soul. Always a little soul food for you on a Thursday night. And, of course, Joel. Yeah, Joel. San Francisco minus one and a half. What do you got for us real quickly? Uh, I've got the opposite side, Kansas City, plus one and a half. I think the Chiefs are going to do it again this year. Okay, over, under, what is it, about 50, 48, something like that? Joel Some, doesn't know. He doesn't care. He's somewhere in that betting, neighborhood. Betting is, it a high, number. is it a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? 54. I is, think it goes just under. Is it 54? I don't know what the number is, but no, no way to prepare. I think, it's just <laughs> I, I think it's way over. I think it's 35-31. I, so I you, like think it. It, uh, you think it's going to be a high-scoring game? I think we're going to see 47 tons, and of a half. tons of points. 47 and a half. 47 and a half. I know Kansas City's got a good defense. That's the one that's led them back here outside of Patrick Mahomes. I, I think I'll take that number. Here you over. go, Colin, real Let's quick. Yeah, no, it doesn't I got have to be quick. You. What, what, what do you got? What, here, here you go. Will a player score an octopus? That's always my favorite one. Hey, what the hell is an octopus? Scored a touchdown and the two-point conversion. Will, oh, will there that's be a called an octopus? That, yes. That's the first I've ever heard. What Am I it, behind like, the times? It's like plus 950 or something. It happened last year, too. It happened last year. I'm just saying. Um, I, that's, no. a, that's a bet I bet every year for the Super Bowl, by the no. way. No. No. Do you think that someone will score an I will bet it. Octopus? Yes, I will bet it. Okay. I bet that every year. And here's the other thing I bet every year, and it's almost a guarantee this year. Here we go. The closest to a guarantee you'll have. Are you ready? Sure. Number of players to attempt a pass over, under, two and a half. Over. Definitely over. Over. Definitely over. There'll be a third person, whether it's a backup quarterback that comes in or with both of these coaches, you know they both have goofy plays in their playbook. <laughs> there is going to be one other person. Go ahead, Doc Colin. I didn't want to. No, I like it. I like it. We're already <laughs> off the rails, which is good. 412 is a number. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia. Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. The big story all week, because it's a slow week, but it would be even if it was a fast week, even though it's Super Bowl week, Ron Cook retiring. Do you, and, and we both give our well wishes to Ron. We both said that numerous times on the air and different platforms and all of that. What are you going to do in retirement? 
I think that's a good topic to bounce off of that. You know, like, what are you going to do in retirement? You know, I've talked to people who uh, who are getting close to retirement, and then I've talked to people who said they'll never retire. And uh, one of my buddies was like, yeah, I'll never retire. And I said, why not? He goes, because after you retire, there's only one more milestone in your life, and yeah. it ain't a good one. One more big thing <laughs> there's left. There's only one more milestone, and it ain't a good one. I was like, you yeah, know, that's a good point. Uh, here's what I would do, honestly, Colin, if I were going to retire – um, which, you know, that, that would assume God willing in the crypto rise, I, I make it another 12 or 13 years on this planet. But, uh, I would actually get a job. I retire and then I would get like a job, maybe two or three days a week as like a starter at a golf course or something like, like a that. Jim colony life. Exactly. You would where, do like Jim it, colony. Perfect. I mean, just something where I'm still getting out a little bit. Uh, I don't, I'm not married to it. So if I want to take three or four weeks off and go away or something, I can do it. It really isn't about the money that you make because I'm sure you don't make hardly. In fact, it's probably just free golf. But more importantly, just something to go to a few days a week that I like to do. You know what I mean? Right. I would do nothing. <laughs> I, I'm okay with doing nothing. I can I can do that. Like once I – the other part too is like Ron was very emotional this week. Wait. And rightly so. Go ahead. Time out. Sure. Were you here this afternoon? No, I heard it was unbelievable. Okay. I was here for the end. Because obviously I get done with my show over there on KDK at 2. Uh-huh. So I was walking out, and it hadn't even really dawned on me that today was his last day, not tomorrow. But out there in the lobby. Considering they only said it 33,000 yeah. times well, this I mean, week. But again, you got to remember, I'm on it from 10, yeah, to, okay, I'm yeah, on yeah. From 10 to 2, so I really didn't hear any of the their, what they had to say. So my point is, I had, like, you know, some of the salespeople, all of those pro, you know, some of those young promo people, there were, you know, uh, uh, just, uh, just people in the hallway all lined up. I'm like, what's like everyone procession. doing? And I looked in there, and of course, everybody was like getting all emotional. Oh, man. Because Ron, who you never see emotional, was like bawling like a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I came in, Spack, first up, gave him a hug, and they were, you know, Spack was emotional, and he was tearing up. Oh, jeez. And then, and, then, and then Starkey was all tearing up, and isn't that? So I had, I said, because you know me, I mean, listen, I'm half Italian, I'm half black. I'm, I'm as emotional as they come. I was like, <laughs> right? I got to get the hell out of this place. So I went up to Ron and gave him a big hug. I said, you know, the good thing, Ron, is – you're, you're now in Florida, you know, so that means you're truly a Seminole because he knows I'm a big Florida State fan, right? So I said, you're yeah. right there. It's been great, a pleasure working with you and all that other stuff. And then I said, I got to make a beeline to get out of here. And as I'm walking out, they're sobbing, crying. Like that? Oh, it was the most – it was well, like – I'm thinking to myself, a guy's not going to die, but it was it was too much for me. Jeez, I had to get you out. You had to go. But Can I tell you I'll never cry like that when I retire? And here's why. I love doing this. I'm fully invested whenever it's time to go to work, mm -hmm. but it's just what I do. It's not who I am. I don't know. I'm not saying other people it's like wrong or whatever, but it's just, I look at it every day. Like that's the block of time I go to work. And whether you work as the guy who fills potholes for the DPW or the guy that builds spaceships or the guy that talks on the radio, I, I always just try to consolidate it like that's just work. And that's something that is a vehicle to make money to live. I don't know. It, it, I don't want to make this sound unimportant. No, I get it. But in, in his in his defense. But I he mean, lived in a different time. It's too. been also 40 some years of his life. 
Listen. We're up to 25, He's Paul. a dinosaur in this. Almost nobody these days gets to call their own shot. You're right about that. And and he made it all the way to the finish line at the Post-Gazette, which, again, in the newspaper business, you don't get to usually call your shot anymore because of the way that, you know, consolidation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And here, I mean, he made it 14 years and, and, and made it to the end of his career, and, and he's gone. Yeah. And it's like – so it's been 40 years of his life, and it's been a big part of his life. And so I, I get it from that standpoint, but by the same token, boy. But that here's the thing. That's why even though all of us knew or anybody that kept their ear to the ground knew it was going to come about six weeks ago, it started getting out that he was going to do it. He wanted it quiet. He didn't uh-huh. want anyone to say a word about it until this last week because I know he didn't want to go through a long, protracted, you know, uh, ordeal where every two, three, four, five weeks he's had, you know, he wanted to just basically be wrong. Man. All right, I'm gone. Four days from now, hey, listen, I'm retiring four days from now, I'm gone. All right, I have a confession to make about Ron, and this is a decent story, I think. So, I used to say all the time in deadpan, and I guess I could give the joke away now, because some people believe this. I would say all the time that Ron Cook drives a motorcycle. Okay, Paul? Mm-hmm. And I would deadpan it. Like, oh, it's really nice. And I would just drop it in every once in a while. Here and there. Maybe once every couple months. I'd look, oh, man, it's a pretty nice day outside. I wonder if Ron Cook is driving his motorcycle to work. Or, wow, I walked in and I saw, you know what, I saw there's a motorcycle out there. That's Ron's. Ron drives a Harley. So every once in a while on the text line, we would get stuff about Harley. Right. I was walking through Ross Park Mall one day, minding my own business. right guy stops me and he says hey how you doing i appreciate what you do i like your work let me ask you a question and i said what he said if you don't mind do you have ron cook's number i said well i can't give it out why he said my name's joe or whatever it is i'm the head of and i forget what it was you know uh butler county harley davidson club and I've heard a bunch of times. <laughs> and we'd really like Ron to come out and ride with us because, you know, he rides a bike and whatever. And, Paul, I didn't have the heart to look at this guy and tell him Ron really doesn't have yeah. a motorcycle. So I say to him, oh, yeah, just get a hold of Ron, whatever. I'm sure you can get him at the station. So that happens, right? Oh, no. Go ahead. No, no I don't know whatever became of it. Oh, I th- So, okay. listen, it's like a couple months later. I am at Sheets, right? Go up to the counter. I'm getting a couple sticks of gum and a coffee or something. Lady's there. She goes, hey, you that guy on the radio? <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah. How you doing? Whatever. There's a different Sheets than one I normally go to. And she says, you know, I seen a guy out there the other day. He had a real nice Harley. I think it was that Ron Cook you work <laughs> with, wasn't it? Don't he drive a Harley? And I didn't have the heart to tell her either. Yeah. So there were a bunch of instances where this happened. So I have to tell people, I can't believe you fell for it. If you did, because I deadpanned it for years, Ron never really did have a Harley. But I'll take it one more step further. I heard Ron on his cell phone one time in here. when we, Because you know he'd walk on the hallways right, and right. talk on his phone. And... I only heard one side of the conversation. I was going back to get coffee, and Ron was walking. And Ron goes, I don't know who in the hell 
Who in the hell told them that I drive a motorcycle, but I don't? Because Ron never listened to our show. I don't know who in the hell told them I drive a motorcycle, but I don't. So no, the answer is no. So obviously I think Ron got invited somewhere. to This ha- this happened three, four times, and one time they actually got in touch with That's Ron hilarious. to ask him. So, so I apologize if it caused any rift in Ron's life. And if you really do think Ron drove a motorcycle, it was a great running joke, but he never did ride a motorcycle. Anyway, that's that. That is hilarious because you're right. When he wears those sunglasses, it does kind of look like a guy that would be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, the lady at Sheets, though. She goes, I seen him out there. It was at, I think it was at Ron Cook you work with because I, I heard you say he rides that motorcycle. I look Can just I like Can I tell you, him. though, one of, one of the highlights of the station was when you used to be 6 to 10. Oh, gosh. They were and mad you, about that. And you did the, the uneasy moments with Vinny and Cook. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It didn't really go over all that well with. Well, with Vinny and Cook, right. which it was, was so kind of funny. a problem. Some of the some of the interactions they had were hilarious, and the best was you were you, you were pretty good at um, extending an invitation by somebody to go there. So. Uh, well, just let me know when you are, so I won't be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yes. <laughs> you mean whenever? Uh... What did you just say? I just said that we're here every day. Some one, of us, some one of us, but... one of us. You were here alone yesterday, right? For a little while. Oh I was God, here alone while you were. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd highlight them every night. Oh, they, 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 I, I used to laugh so hard, you know. And then it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it uh, Vinny and Cook that had the Afghanistan? Uh, uh, yeah, we don't need to go over. I'm that. just saying, the wasn't national that, sport of Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing wasn't that. Uh, yeah, it lives on the internet. I think people should go look it up if need be. It's, but that's not that, 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 the one of the funniest ones though was if if we played that right now, you and I'd be following Ron yeah, right yeah, into retirement. We would be fired. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. No, one of the funnier ones was when uh, <laughs> you you played one where uh, remember we used to have those lunches down at um, Capitol Grill once yes. a month. The uh, what did they call it? The uh, lunch with legends. Yeah. And it would be like hey. You know, Willie Stargell, and it was $40 for the lunch. Uh-huh. And so Vinny does the read. Oh, well, you know, this and that and the other thing. Blah, blah. So, you know, $40. And then he looks at Ron and says, yeah, no, Ron, uh, wh- what kind of a tip would you leave with Are a 40 Are you 40- a sporter, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> whole, that interaction was as good as any interaction we've ever had on this station. Ron says, how much money I leave for a server is none of your business. Yes. And then Vinny says, that means you're cheap, huh? Yeah, yeah. I just try to find out if you're a sporter, aren't you? <laughs> and then they go, they go back and forth. <laughs> I can't believe you would ask me that on the air. That's a Where private- do you get off? That's a private discussion. <laughs> oh, gosh. Listen, when, they, when you played that, and of course you being you, you couldn't just play it once. You had to no, like drive it into the ground, play it three or four times. I listen. I was driving around. I don't know what I was. I almost wrecked my car laughing so hard. They almost wrecked my head the next day uh, when I showed up for work. Um, but I'm still showing up. And uh, audios to Ron. Happy retirement. We love him. Everybody loves him in a different way. We got to get into sports coming up next. We're gonna have a great time. Paul. Oh, Paul. I have something. 
coming up before the hour is out that you are going to absolutely love. Coming up next, the Steelers are making moves, though. Let's get into that, talk some real sports. Before the hour is out, though, one of your favorite special interest groups, Paul, is mad, real mad. Oh, boy. Yes, and we'll go over that. Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Here we go, 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Before the hour is out, Paul, I have one of your favorite special interest groups making moves. But let's talk Steelers. They're not a special interest group. Nonetheless, they're making moves. So the Steelers are going to hire former Jets assistant Zach Azani as a wide receivers coach and former Chargers assistant Tom Arth as a quarterback's coach. Reports of any passing game coordinator are inaccurate. So... They still have a passing game coordinator job open. What happens there? Could that go to Mike Sullivan? What, what what could happen here? Could that go to someone else? I don't know how that works, but it feels like it's headed in the right direction in so much as this. They are going to add additional staff, which I think was one of the shortcomings, Paul, of the um, – of the Pittsburgh Steelers in recent recent years, why not hire as many guys right. as you can? No, I've said I've said also, you know, forget about you know adding guys like this. Um, what about adding some of these guys that I see a lot of these staffs now have these young offensive quality control analytics, all those kind of guys. Add two or three of those kind of guys on your, you know, they don't cost that much money, and they give you a, a, a fresh perspective. And you know what? You can then you, you, they they can take care of all of the you know the the math and all of the you know forward thinking and all of the stuff analytics. That, you yes. know analytics, but also I mean, there's a lot of different things that that um, that those guys are are you know studying and learning and all that. I honestly think add three or four of those. I don't. I've never been a big fan of the pass game coordinator, run game coordinator. I think you have a coordinator. I know that they use those designations so they can pay them more money. And, right. and also, if you're a quarterback's coach of the uh, Falcons and I want to hire you to my staff but I don't have a coordinator job, I create pass game coordinator, I can hire you because it's a promotion technically. So I get all the titles. But, it, you know, it sounds like Mike, uh, Mike Sullivan's coming back. You hired a quarterback's coach, you've got Mike Sullivan, and you've got this new guy as your receiver's coach. So it is good that they're going to add a – you know, some other staff members. But let me ask you this, because this, sure. this has been one of the things that I can't quite understand. Mike Sullivan, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's been the quarterback's coach the last three years. Mm-hmm. What's been the position that has been the least or, or the least impressive? Yeah, the one that's advanced exactly, the least. Exactly, they advanced the least. The one that seems like development has just not gone on and nobody's gotten better. What position? Correct me if I'm wrong, but that would be quarterback position, right? So, so why is there? Why? Why? Why is? What's the need well, to bring him back? Can you I wanna, tell you this? Can you I tell, tell you? Me, can I tell you what devil's advocate can I say answers? One thing? Go ahead. You, can you? Can you want to tell me that Eddie Faulkner did a really good job with uh, Jalen Warren and 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 Najee Harris? Okay, good. Bring him back. Put him there. But quarterback position. Why? Do, I'm going to tell you the to bring him back? I'm going to tell you, or I'm going to tell you what Mike Tomlin would tell you, or I'm going to tell you what Art the Second would tell you. And here, here's the way they think. Mason Rudolph sat there and did nothing and, and, and hardly had any snaps, right? Right. But when it was go time, 
he was ready and he put it together and he showed that he and so it's the totality of the position it's not just the starting quarterback and they will tell you well the starting quarterback actually has a winning record and he's young and he's getting better that's I'm not saying I agree with that I'm telling you that's exactly what their argument would be that because the quarterback hasn't deteriorated totally and one sat there as the backup and then came in and saved their backside that would lend itself to the quarterback's coach being good. That's right. what they'll tell you. Right. Um, and I don't agree with that, but that's but, what but, they'll but tell the, you. The, the flip side, I would say then also, okay, well, why did it take you an injury and Mitch Trubisky being terrible to, 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 to realize who the best one to was? To tell us who your best quarterback was. So my point is, I, I, I understand, you know, Mike Sullivan, through no fault of his own, was promoted and then didn't get that job. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you have to bring him back. And if you are, if you want to tell me that this new guy is going to be your quarterback's coach, I just don't want them to bring him back and be, oh, you're the pass game coordinator or something. Because to me, you have Arthur Smith. Let him run the offense. These seem like Arthur Smith hires, these guys. These seem the like other two, yes. Correct. Absolutely, but, positively. But, but does, is, you know, we're going to bring Mike Sullivan back because it's like the, the, the Salvation Army or whatever. What was what – was, uh, Salvation was, Army. What was Tom Donahoe? Or, remember when with Rod Woodson? Was it when, when Rod Woodson, they said uh, uh, something about, you know, are you going to sign him to keep him around here because, you know, what he means to the team? Remember we're not a charity, huh? He, he said something like, we're not, you know, this isn't the Salvation Army or something like that. All right, let's switch it up. 412-928-9370. Are you having as hard time understanding this as I am? This giant streaming situation that's going to happen in sports, going to combine the assets of Fox, uh, Disney's ESPN, Warner Brothers Discovery, going to reshuffle the TV industry, put all our, it's a standalone service, going to put all our games essentially on all the different, um, all the different sports into one bundle. They're going to make us buy it and bang. It's going to reshape TV like that. It won't stream Sunday night football or NFL games airing on CBS. So you still have to get regular cable, I guess. But are you still lost on this? This I said this the other night. It's like you just need eggs and milk, but they're making you buy a Costco membership where they sell 240,000 different things. Like, I'm never watching. I'll never watch F1. I'll never watch yeah. tennis. And I'll never watch one stitch of women's basketball or um, High Lie or whatever the hell they got on there. But I'll have to buy it because – my son wants to watch NASCAR. I want to watch the other NFL games, and I want to watch the college hoops tournament, and of course, college football. Right. So I have to buy it, and that's and that's really what they're going to do. That's really all it comes down to. They know if they put enough of what we want, or what we want to see, if they kind of push it all together, you have no really, you have no. They're forming a monopoly pretty exactly. much. Exactly. You have no – and here's the thing. I've said this before. What do you think the last couple of years the NFL doing, you know, what were they doing on Thursday nights, like Prime Video or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. That was a test run. And what they figured out is – and then, and then uh, you know, they, they, they put a playoff game on there. Correct. And what did they figure out? 25 million people signed up to watch it. So that's a test run. And now it's if we can combine enough of these things – we can squeeze the cable companies out of it eventually, and we get all the money, and we know our audience is going to pay for it. The the per, the consumer gets screwed here. Absolutely. The consumer's the person that comes at, up on the short end of the stick because, really, I'll only need 10 of these channels or a few of these things. 
But I'm going to have to buy – you. I've got to buy the whole salad bar just to get the lettuce and the tomatoes. And they're making me buy the right. whole salad bar. And that's what they want. Yeah. They want you they want it they want you to understand that's what they're asking you to do. So and I don't understand why I don't want to say why it's legal. But in this day and age when it seems like people get hit for a monopoly or people get hit for for things like that, right. why this is allowed to happen. Well, here's the thing. I think somebody will file a lawsuit and they will try and it might even be a cable. An antitrust situation. Cable, yeah, it might even be a cable company. It'll be somebody that will file a lawsuit and basically say you're trying to create a monopoly and lock us all out. I mean, I could foresee in the future, Colin, a point where, honestly, all of your major games, major college football games, everything is on one streaming service, and you basically pay for it, and they cut ESPN and CBS and all that completely out of it. I've said they this. can't do it yet because there's a lot of old people right. who still rely on watching, you know, basic TV. But I'm telling you, like would you go kids- for this? Would you go for this? I've said that. Here's my proposal, and uh, you could John Regis or whoever call me. I'll come work for you. We'll figure this out. Let's make it happen. Paul Zeiss puts his debit card into his phone or into his TV. Okay. Paul Zeiss gets a little box. You get to watch five or eight seconds of something, and then it says, do you want to buy this? Yes. It's a dollar for a Steeler game. It's 20 cents for a <laughs> rerun of this. It is micropayments. and It could get expensive, or you could end up just the same, but what you have is you're buying exactly what, what you, you want. want. Yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. But, Colin, here's the thing. My, you know, my kids are on their 20s, mm-hmm. and this is what I was saying before about old people. None of my kids have cable. All of those people that are 35 and younger, they all have streaming like streaming services where they don't have a cable package at all. They have, you know, um, the, you know, like uh, what's it called, Roku, right? And YouTube TV, Fire Stick from something that, else, right? All that other stuff. They and they download it because it's a lot cheaper. And then that and then basically the only thing they're missing out on is local channels, and none of them watch the news anyway. So my point is, as we get a little bit further ahead, and it gets maybe eight, nine years down the road, and more and more older people die off, they're going to be able to squeeze all of us into, you got to do these streaming services, which is what you, you see with these smart TVs. You buy these smart TVs now, what do you see? They all have apps. Right. All these apps that you have to sign up for if you want. Some of them are, you know, like Free V is actually free, but some of them, you know what, YouTube, Prime Video, all that stuff. And I'm telling you, you would be a hard pressed to find someone, say, 33, 34 years old and younger that has cable TV. All of them, just about every one of them, my, all of my kids. Then what friends, do they do when the Steeler game's on Channel 2? You can watch it on CBS, you know, CBS Prime or some, there's some, there's some streaming service. There's something service, where they get there's that. There's some ser- streaming service they can watch it. And the stuff that they can't watch it, they go, they'll go to a bar if they have to. But for the most part, they can watch just about every single sporting event. In fact, my son. He gets the Penguin game in the Pirate game? He does. He yeah, No. That's the one thing they can't right. do. because they. But that's going to change, too. Um, because this model is not going to work. This Sportsnet model is a disaster. My point is, the um, <laughs> the the. but my son, like Isaiah, uh-huh. I mean, it's. I remember eight, nine years ago, he had all these apps on his phone where he was watching live sporting events. You know, when we were driving in the car with us, and I'm like, how are you doing that? Oh, I got this app. I got that app. You know, this one is like a dollar ninety nine a month, and this one is, 
I mean, that's what young people do, and so they're going to squeeze us all into that. And then it, it, the bill is eventually going to be about the same or more, and right. they could have just bundled it all like they did with regular cable, and it would have worked. John's and Carrick. Hi, John. How are you? What's up, gentlemen? Not hey, much. you're onto something here. It is about squeezing out that last marginal nickel or dime out of people, and it's really quite a sad state of affairs. How can it get better? What's your ideas? I gave one. Micropayments and a la carte cable. What you want, you pick what you want, you buy what you want, and that's it. You leave the rest at the door. Um, and much like uh, what, what iTunes or whatever, you, you only buy the songs you want. You only buy the shows you want. And you charge different uh, denominations, or you charge not denominations, but different fees for different things. An NFL game costs two bucks. A Golden Girls rerun costs uh, a quarter, whatever. And, what, what? What would a Pittsburgh uh, Pirates fan pay for one game? I don't know. Uh, maybe well then, what would that that would work out to? One hundred and sixty-two bucks a season, maybe a dollar, maybe two bucks. You know, or, or maybe you get the bundle, whole thing yeah. for two hundred and fifty dollars a year, and then you have access for the whole year. Yeah. Like that's that that to me is more logical. Even if I'm spending the same amount of money at the end, when I get to the end, that would be the most logical thing because I'd not feel beat over the head. Like, right now, I already feel beat over the head with cable. I will never watch one thing on, uh, like, 32 Hallmark kind of channels I have. Yeah. Well, Not if one you think time. Of, if you think about how many channels you have that you've never watched one second of. The music channels. Right. I don't need, you know, there's seven different symphony channels. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th there's that. But my point is, how many channels? If you ask me, okay, this channel you have. What is on that channel? I couldn't tell you because I've never watched one second of it. I've probably got 30 channels like that. Right. You know what I mean? I there, just, there's some I've never even checked it out to see what it is. 1,380 or whatever. I don't know what right. it is. Exactly. And no then, idea. You know, like, some, like you said, are, you, know, you can kind of figure out just because of the name. Like, for instance, the Hallmark Channel. I'm assuming they're sappy movies. You know what I mean? My like, wife you know, watches that, you know so we get saying? our money's worth. I yeah. mean... You know, History Channel, I can probably tell About you what's history. on that. History, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Travel Channel. There's a few like that. Spice? But there's a bunch of, yeah, like Spice. I, w I would have no idea what's on Spice. Is oh, it, you wouldn't? Is that is that like a porno channel or something? What? Do you have it? No. I don't. I mean, I don't think so. No. Well, check it out when you get home. No, I mean, is it a porno or something? I don't know. I've never I've never <laughs> checked it out. I don't, I'm telling you. Is he, are, you, are you messing with me or no, what? No. Oh, I, I thought I, you were messing no, with me. No, I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Spice. See, just see when you get home. All right. I'm, you know, it's right next to the Big Booty Network. Yeah, big. Okay, well, the Big Booty Network. I probably could figure out what that is, right? I wouldn't be opposed to that network, but I don't think it exists. You know? Oh goodness! All right, coming up, Paul. Um, I know what exists. Just it's like, just like Skinamax. Skinamax. You One know? of your favorite special interest groups is up to something. Oh, we must discuss because I know you're going to have a great opinion on this. That's coming up next, right here on the fan. All right, back at it, 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. I need to tell you, that is the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Coming up in the uh, 8 o'clock hour, we got a lot more to get into. Uh, we got to talk about the Super Bowl. Big game, that's for sure. I got a golf question for Paul, who has disappeared. I have no idea where he is. He's he's just he's left. I think he went to the restroom or went to get a cup of coffee or went to get a cup of coffee and then to the restroom, but he's not on his way back. Uh, who knows? And then at nine, in the 9 o'clock hour, James Harrison said something very, very 
very interesting that we have to get into. Um, Paul is nowhere to be found. This is fantastic. Like, we're doing a two-man show. It's 7.42 right now. He knows that the that the break ends at 7.40, 7.41. And here's the other part. There are people from KDKA who are in the building, but there's quite literally no one else in the building. So I don't think he got held up talking to someone. Like, that wouldn't have happened because there's no one to talk to. So he just is out rummaging around. Joel, do you have any idea where uh, where Paul's ice is? I'm not sure. No, no, not at all. Uh, I was going to – I want him to hear this story. So this is sort of the impediment with moving the show along, that um, it is tough – it's tough to do this story without, without Paul because I wanted to share uh, the story with him. Nonetheless, uh, let me pull up something else. He is just – He's gone. He's nowhere to be found. This is fantastic. This is so Paul, though. Uh, all right, let me get into this because I did see something that I wanted to uh, wanted to talk about. Oh, back to the Steelers stuff. Back to the Steelers stuff. Paul did bring up a good point when he was here in that the run game coordinator and the pass game coordinator, and then you have one offensive coordinator. Is that just too much? Are there too many people – that are are cooking the broth, so to speak. I don't know. I seem to like it. Paul, uh, did you get sidetracked, my man? What's going no, on? No, no, I was no. I was coming out to check on you in a I moment. I had to visit the little boys' room. That's oh, you are everything. Are, everything good, going yeah. good? I heard Pony and Muller talking oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, we today. don't do that though. Yeah, we don't. We're need not going to do that here. That. We don't that. need to talk but, about uh, that. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm back. Okay, uh, all right, good. No, no, just checking. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Can I talk about a special interest group yeah, that's near absolutely. and dear to your heart? Absolutely. Can I tell you about this story? Oh, go ahead. This is one that's hard to believe, but really not. But hard to believe. But kind of. But really not. PETA, your oh, favorite. Oh, for God's sakes. I, see, you weren't, don't they even, upset, weren't they upset about the groundhog? They're already last mad week or at something? me about the groundhog, yes. Because okay, I said that they should leave Punxsutawney Phil the hell alone, and they wrote me a mean letter. I said, Punxsutawney Phil has better health care than 95% of Pennsylvanians. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's doing okay. PETA, this one is crazy. It almost seems like it's fake, but it's not. They urged the largest amusement ride manufacturer, one of them in the country, to end the production and sale of, are you ready? Animal-themed carousels. You know merry-go-rounds? The ones that look like horses and stuff. Why? Here, PETA president Ingrid Newkirk said this. Children learn through play and teaching them to have respect and compassion for all living, feeling beings can help create a more just and merciful world. In a release, the organization argued that this that the companies that make uh, merry-go-round animals to put on merry-go-rounds, that the animal-themed merry-go-rounds celebrate exploitation. They implored the CEOs of these companies in a letter to end its production of animal-themed carousels and instead produce figures in the shapes of cars, airplanes, spaceships, bulldozers, and other vehicles. But don't we ride horses? And what's next? N- no more stuffed animals? Yeah, I mean, I, this one, if, even for them, is... Let, let, let me see. I, I'm just trying to follow this here. I got to... Merry-go-round. Like, take- okay, so, so they're upset <laughs> that people put, like, horses on those, like, merry-go-rounds like at Kennywood. 
Kenny, the zoo, isn't there a merry-go-round at the zoo that yeah. goes around? Or, and so, it plays that old calliope kind of music, you know? And it goes, Aren't and they so, supposed to be like something that celebrates animals? You Plus, you still ride live horses in real life. Right. What is, I don't even... They don't... Those, so those things that are horses, right? Because you remember like when you were little, you'd run and it would stop. There'd only be so many kids on that. Then it would stop. Then there were some of like, if you were a little bit, you weren't into it, there were benches you could ride on those merry-go-rounds, so right? They, they, but you'd run, and you'd be like, I want the spotted horse. I want the brown and they, horse. And Wait, so just so I understand, they <laughs> think that this is somehow like uh, Ex- It's going to lead to exploitation, yes. And, and setting a bad example for kids. Yes, they have a big merry-go-round in the middle of Disney that has, you know, horses, animal-themed carousels. And Peter said, oftentimes animals used for entertainment are mistreated with the animals confined and in servitude. And this gets the ball rolling in kids' heads that you can do that. The letter pointed to a a recent PETA Asia investigation that revealed camels in Egypt are badly beaten and abused. Paul, I'm not making this up. I I don't. I just don't. I don't understand. Like, and here's the thing. They're the kinds of people, too. They're now, they, they get upset because most people with a brain don't take them seriously. I think so. And this is the kind of crap they do. I get it. They want publicity for their cause, but they actually do some things that yeah, probably- Yeah, but then when they have a legitimate right, cause. exactly. They actually do some things that are probably good for protecting animals or whatever, but they've turned themselves into a freak show that we all just laugh at. Can like, I ask like, you- Like, this is the stupid, literally, I thought the groundhog <laughs> thing was stupid. It's dumber. And, and, and I thought, boy, this it can't get any dumber than this. It can't get any dumber than this clown that we have. I think Marty had him on or somebody- Who's on? Who's on the air talking about how you know it's it's how mean it is to punks a Tony Phil and he's got feelings and we should. Okay, it can't get any dumber than this. I I hope Marty has this guy on tomorrow, lady. To, whatever it is, the, I mean the guy that the guy that the guy that was on last week from from Peter or whatever. I hope Marty has this that same guy on and he explains this and tries to do it with a straight face. This is 150 years of equine exploitation by these merry-go-rounds, Paul. Have you ever looked at a merry-go-round? And they have beautiful painted, like, sometimes old porcelain, it looks like, oftentimes plasticky or, you know, kind of glass-looking horses, these old ones. Have you ever looked at one of those and goes, that kid climbing up on there, this is the gateway drug to really putting a whip to that horse. Not once. <laughs> Not once. And I'll tell you another thing. I always got fr- freaked out for a long time in my life. I always got freaked out by merry-go-rounds because did you ever see the movie Sudden Impact with Clint Eastwood? No, I don't watch a lot of movies, but explain. Sudden Impact is an old movie where you know, it's Dirty Harry. It's like the fourth of the Dirty Harry movies where he's a cop. Uh-huh. And basically, you know, he chases one of the bad guys at the end scene into an amusement park. And the guy, like, runs up on the tracks like he thinks Dirty Harry's not going to be able to get him. And Dirty Harry, of course, uses his forty-four and shoots him. Oh, that's fun. He falls, and he falls through a carousel, and there's a unicorn that just happens to be there. And the dude, obviously— Oh, it impales him. It impales him, and there's oh, a uniform gosh. stick. That's always haunted me. Like, I've always made sure that when I got—even when I was, you know, because I was when I was younger or whatever, I, even when I put my kids on those, I always made sure I didn't let them ride the unicorn because I was always worried— what if someone falls through here and just sticks on that? That's the only image himself. I have. That's the only image I have. But in terms of merry-go-rounds, I, I think they're one of the most innocuous 
rides that I, we have. Little girls love them. They're like, oh, yes, I'm a princess. I'm on a pony or whatever. Did you ever, when I said that I had a special interest group and I was going to read you a story, if I would have given you 10 million guesses, could you have ever come no. up with them being mad at this? No, no. <laughs> I, if you'd have given me like five or six guesses, I probably would have come up with PETA. Uh, yeah. But I'd have had no chance. But they, this is dumb even for them. So I said then, and I mean this, by extension, they're probably mad at stuffed animals, right? Right. Why wouldn't they be mad at stuffed animals then? My kids, and they were little, and they, they still have some of them. I know my daughter has a bunch. A little dog, a little kitten, a little sheep or whatever. Is that teaching exploitation of those sheep? That dog, that whatever. <laughs> if it's stuffed, or that you know, is that is that simulating a taxidermist that we don't like because the taxidermist only sees the animal once the animal really met animal Saint Peter. I I don't get it any of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, like, you should want this to be, you should want stuffed animals. You should want. I mean, th- actually, in many ways, it teaches kids. To connect with animals, doesn't it? Uh-huh. One would like, think. Like when your kids were, your kids are what, 12, 13 now? Yeah, they're about 13 tomorrow. When, when, oh, wow. Happy birthday. I know. That's why I'm off tomorrow. You're, 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 say your daughter was three years old, whatever. You took her to the amusement park, right? Yes. If she got to ride on the merry-go-round. Uh-huh. She did. She loved when, it. When she saw a real horse, it might not be as scary to her. Yes. Do you th- Now, what if Pete, what if Peter protests? What if they find enough wacko PETA people that say we're gonna go, we're gonna overtake the Disney carousel or yes. the wherever Kennywood, wherever they have them left, and they go f- form a human chain <laughs> and, and stop people from getting on the carousel? Yeah, I mean, I, where does it end? I think that if they were to try and do that, that would that would be a big problem. Hell, I might even <laughs> I might even go out there to just to try and see if I could break through their human chain. Like Red Rover. Have you ever rode a horse, by the way? No, but you have because I was there, but I didn't do it. It was you have at Seven Springs. I did. You were very nervous. It was the scariest thing I think I've ever done. Uh Uh-huh. And then, of course, like always happens, these kind of these kind of animals hate me for some reason. They smell your fear. And 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 the horse in front of us stopped and kicked the horse I was on, and the horse went crazy. And. And then the horse decided it was going to get off the path because it had to take a leak. Oh. You know what I mean? It doesn't just go right on the path. Uh, it, it like went down, and then all oh. of a sudden, it like I'm like, what in the hell is going? I was like, get me off of this thing. Did you look and see? Some if people the, was the horse well endowed? <laughs> I didn't. Did I you, didn't want to look. You at didn't. It, you know didn't what see. I'm okay. I, I, I was. Uh, I was. Uh, I wanted nothing to do with that. I, I wanted nothing <laughs> to do with a horse. But I said to myself, people do this, and they think this is fun. Driving through, riding through the, the, the you know the, the woods, uh, with with an animal that, by the way, if you fall off and it steps on you, you're dead. Yes. Was it comfortable though at all? No, not at all. Did it, it hurt like your area? It like- hurt. Yes. It's it wasn't comfortable. It the horse was never calm. Like I got the I got I got like the the Bronco Billy horse. You know what I mean? That was not in a good mood. Like the logo for the, the Ford horse, Bronco. The yeah, horse okay. in front of me. Was angry about the something and like got scared and jumped up and kicked my horse with its legs. I I was like I don't know why anyone would do this to themselves. Maybe that people meet the horse with a different um, demeanor <laughs> and the horse is, you know, a horse is is nicer. I don't know. So you found that a one time deal for you? Uh, yes. I, you will never catch me on the back of a horse. 
Okay, you let's know. talk about the Super Bowl. Top of the uh, top of the hour. Your calls to four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. What a show so far. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers. Silverado fifteen hundred trucks, the new ones. They're great. Uh, tonight, cloudy, mild, small chance of a shower. Forty seven for a low. Friday, sunny, excellent. How about this? Sixty four for a high. Fifty two for a low. Temperature in the sixties uh, on Saturday before temps cool into the fifties. For Sunday. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, I got to get into something in just a little bit here, Paul, about um, about my opinion on the Super Bowl. But first, Wes is in the car. Wes wants to talk to us. Happy Thursday evening, Wes. What's going on, man? Not much. Hey, uh, just chiming in on this people eating tasty animals crap. I mean, like you said, in Disney, all right, well, you have mice, you have dogs, you have all this crap. So now you're going to have Mickey Mouse and everybody else disappear. I, I just don't understand the point in it. And then they're going to give you guys crap because of your statement. When does the shit end? Whoa, hey. All right, 412-928-9370. We got him. He said a magic word. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, we got him. Uh, fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Now would be a nice time to have a good, long, protracted conversation mm-hmm. without taking a call for a little bit. But you could text us on that fan text line. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates. Personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. <laughs> Is it fair when people say, what do you want to see in the Super Bowl? Paul can barely contain himself. He's laughing so hard. When people say, what do you want to see in the Super Bowl? People have asked me this. People ask you this. People, You don't just have to be on sports talk radio. Right. You just have to be alive. Right. What do you want to see? Here's my answer. 
a bunch of points. I, I really don't care. If, I, if I'm a neutral in this game, yes. and I am, and most I just want to see the football go up and down the field and the teams go up and down the field. I don't want to see 17-10. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to see 7-3. Give me 35-31, and I'm satisfied with who either team wins. I want to see lots of points. And the game kicks off usually by, what, 6-18, 6-20, uh-huh. something like that. I want to see a bunch of points, and I want to see – at 9.45, the game over. It will be. It should be, depending on how long the – Maybe 9.30. Okay. So, three hours and ten minutes. I, I, that's my only problem with the Super Bowl. Tell me. Because why? The, the halftime? The, the halftime is too long. The commercials are too long. There's so many commercials, and they're sold. You know, kickoff, go to commercial. Okay, punt, go to commercial. Change of possession, go to commercial. Right? Kickoff – uh, you know, score a touchdown, go to commercial, kick off, go back to commercial. It just is, I mean. Don't say what that guy said. Yeah, it's hard to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to, although did you hear Gus Johnson? Was that, no, did he swear? Yeah, yeah. well, he said uh, he, 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 was, he was calling a basketball game. I don't know if you saw the clip. Okay. And he said, I think it was a WNBA game area, or maybe it was, a, it was well, an I, Iowa I, game. I definitely wasn't watching it, it. I think it was a Caitlin Clark game or something, but he was like, yeah, she got her blocked and then he said I, 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 she got her shot blocked <laughs> well you just got missed one letter you had right, one, letter, every one yes. letter yes so i just i mean i like i like to I, I want to see points like you but i uh-huh. also want there to be a little bit of a flow to the game where you know we come back from the commercial break and uh and, and i'm sitting there looking like have you ever seen the um that that gif or meme or whatever we call it with the lady, the old lady from the Titanic, where it says it's been 84 years, you know, from from the Titanic. Right. That's what I feel like. I'm sitting there. It's been 84 it's years since I watched. <laughs> since this commercial break started. <laughs> and the other part of it is, I just get up and walk around because I hate Super Bowl commercials. I, most I used to like them when they had the big horses in Budweiser. Right now they're stupid. Now I will watch. Um, what was most I of them have some ridiculously woke message that I. It's like go. I don't need to be preached to. Just, you know, if you want to sell your product, fine. I don't want to hear about everything else. And I just don't. And, and there's too many of them. I do take something back. I will watch Caitlin Clark. I will not watch the WNBA. We'll talk about Caitlin Clark a little bit later. Uh, the To the commercials, real quick. Are the commercials ruined because so many of them are, if not all of them, are available online before you even see them? Like, there was something to, I think, <laughs> there was something to turning the game on. All right? And... You had the game on, and the first time you saw, like, Bud, Wise, Err, like this, from, <laughs> like, you didn't know, and you were surprised by it. Or remember that one Paul Harvey commercial where he read this big, long thing, and people were crying about a, a farmer or something like that? Like, the, w- now everybody's privy to them, Paul, before they actually air. Has that ruined it? Yeah, I mean, I, first of all, I didn't even know they were. I didn't even know you could watch them beforehand. Okay, so it hasn't ruined it for you. Well, it, it has because now it makes it even more absurd. In what way? Like, do you, do do people actually go online to try and see? Oh these yes, they I, want I, to. I didn't even yes, know that was a yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. I had no idea that was a thing. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> remember those ones? Those guys were great. Yeah, I was at a. I was one time at in Washington D.C. for a, and they were still, I think, the Bullets. I don't think they were the Wizards yet. And it was All-Star Weekend there. It was in D.C. So, I, I don't know, it was 96, 97 maybe. 
and the what's up? <laughs> I did not know. There was this big, long line at this bar, like Those in Chinatown. made me laugh. I will say that. You know how Chinatown was right by the MCI Center there? You know what I'm talking yes. about? So there was this bar, like, down there. And there was this thing to get in. And we, we were in. I was with a couple guys. I had, like, passes to all these different places. So we go in, and there's this line towards the back of this bar. And I remember saying to my friend, I go, what is that for? And he goes, I don't know. Let's go check it out. We went. It was to meet the what's up <laughs> guy. Like, I don't want to meet though. I don't care about the what's up guys. Those commercials they, were funny. They were. But I, I don't guess. watch, like I said, commercials nowadays are humorless. They're, they're, they're just, I just. I, you think they're too preachy? They are. They're all too preachy. I just, I don't need, I don't need, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I don't want to hear your messages. I don't want to hear your, you know, oh, you know, we, uh, we want to do this and we want to do that. And we all have to get along and love each other. Great. Sell me your product. Shut up. <laughs> I can't take it all like that. They all are. If they mean, why do you think they're like that? Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, right? And and this, you know, I I actually talked about this on my other show. If you want to do a drinking game that you will never drink, uh huh, find a commercial that only has straight white males in it. There we go. You will never get another drink. You will never. You won't. You won't drink the entire night. Not that it matter, but it's just so forced and so contrived and so it's not even natural. You know what I mean? It's just nonsense. I just can't take it. You know who were not straight white males? What? (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's just like we have to make sure that everybody's not in traditional roles because we don't want to make we don't want to be considered that we're misogynists or we're racist or we're this. So we got to do this. We got to do that. You know, we got to make sure that we get every single United Color of Benetton uh, represented in every commercial so that everyone feels included. And then, you know, there's Uh some message. Well, we have to, you know, you have to love each other and we have to do this and we have to. How about just sell me your damn product? Can you do that? I don't care about all that stuff, but that's just me. How do you think Ron Cook feels this is his first Super Bowl in retirement? Yes. He said he's going to be watching it uh, probably uh, 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 in, in Fort Myers. Without either, having to write or without having to either his, either, talk about yeah, it? Yeah, he said says, Monday will be the first time in 40 years he doesn't have to write about or talk about the Super Bowl. Jeez. I, you know what they should do, by the way, on the fan hotline? This would be good. Presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. They should call him in the morning and ask for his opinion and see if he picks up. You think he would pick up? You think if they called him Monday morning <laughs> about 9 o'clock, he'd no, pick up? No. What else about this? Super I literally Bowl? think he's going to, because he told me he wants to go 30 days and do absolutely nothing. Like, well, he told me one time when he was on vacation, I said, what are you going to do on vacation? He said, nothing. I'm going to go to the Cranberry Pool, like before he's yeah. going to move. He said, I do nothing better than anybody on this earth. Yeah. He can do nothing better than anyone on yeah. this Now he's got a real test. Now, and here's the thing, like we said, he's going to have to figure out something that he wants to do. Drink and go to the beach. Right. But I mean, that's something. It is. But, and, and, and you know, I mean, I'm just saying. That's the toughest thing for most people that I know that have retired. What am I going to do? Did you know, have you ever seen, and I'm not saying this, I'm, I'm saying this in all sincerity. He was with his daughter, I don't know, a couple years ago. They were on the beach. There was, I don't know why, but somehow, and she decided to disseminate this. Ron was thoroughly more jacked than I ever anticipated. He had a picture with his shirt off. <laughs> Did you ever see that photo yeah, with his yeah, shirt off? Yeah, I do. I he do. was, it surprised the hell out of me. He was kind of 
he was kind of put together. He was slapped together. Did you know that about Ron? Well, I mean, you guys talked about it a lot, right? I mean, I remember all of you talking about it on yeah, the that air. picture. The picture, yeah, it's, yeah. He was, he was, he, but but he was a football player back in the day. Wasn't he was he? back at BF. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the Super Bowl just a little more. Uh, so the Super Bowl commercials don't do it for you. Do you ever get to the point where? But here, okay. Now here's the test. <laughs> do you ever leave the room and, and carry on like you would with a regular season game, or do you find yourself? compelled and you have to watch nonetheless in case a real good one comes on no i have no desire to watch one second of any commercial none you are some you're a grump man i get i get but here's the beauty of it as soon as the commercials come on i can i can look at my phone i can walk outside catch a a breath of fresh air maybe go get something more to drink do this and that everything I, i just have no interest in it none what commercial could you ever see a commercial and then walk away from it and go that was a good commercial. Well, like I said, some of the ones with the big horses, the Budweiser ones. Clydesdale. Right back in, whatever they are, yeah. Do you know where they are tonight? They the, were in the, Caesars, I believe. They took them inside the to place of a bet. Yeah. Yeah, they walked right in the hotel. See, I, I'd be all right. I mean, I, I mean, you know, like I said, Clydesdales. That's the big thing. So you want to see a Clydesdale commercial? I mean, I would do that. A couple of years ago, would. they had a Clydesdale commercial. Didn't they line up and play football? The one, remember, kicked an extra point. Right. That, yeah. So you want the Clydesdale commercials. Um, wait, is there, wait. Uh, here's something that's pretty funny, right? Let's hear. This total dork named Banana King. Well, they used to call Ron that. But he's continue. tweeting, why do you let me on the air? The guy calls himself Bro Magooch. And if you look at his photo, he looks like a total dork. Wait, so Banana King is what? Now what? No, no, he tweeted at me with something about why am I on the air? You know what? Oh, okay. I yes. Thought... Oh, um, Ron played at Blackhawk. I I apologize. I thought it was BF. He was at Blackhawk. Yeah, You're right. This guy, Bro Magooch, is what he calls himself. So wait, he he wants to be on the air? No, he says why why do you let me on the air? Why do you let Paul on the air? Yeah. What's the answer? And the answer is. Because if somebody said why why does the management at this place let you on the air? Now's your opportunity. Because I'm entertaining. But, okay. No matter what, it's always entertaining. You might not like what I have to say, but I'm you know I am me. I'm like you. I just, that's why we get along. We I just, agree. We I, do I, our, we do our thing. But I just love it when these cheesy dorks. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can tell looking at this picture that the dude is you know never had a date. You you can tell that these guys these, these are the people that come at us, Colin, all the time. Speak for yourself, Banana King. I I've everybody muted. Nobody comes at me. <laughs> the only people that could get in touch with me on social media are people I know because everybody else right. is muted. Um, to the, back to the Super Bowl real quick. Will you watch the halftime show with Usher? Yes, I, I always watch the halftime show. No matter who it is. No matter who it is. I I don't mind the halftime show. Um. I just don't like the commercials, the preachy ones. Um, and the preachy ones really get under—they get under my skin more than anything. <laughs> I, we, we just heard. because you know you get beat over the head with it all the time. I don't need to watch commercials. Well, I'm watching a football game. Okay. okay? Uh huh. I'm watching a football game. I don't need. It, it, this is what has always been my issue. I don't need that. You know, like during—I remember during 2020. You know, where every commercial had nurses dancing. You know, with the masks on and stuff. Okay, we get it. We're all living it. We all want to get away from it. That's why we're watching TV. You know what I mean? It always drives me insane. Let us just watch the, the, the football game, have commercials that are, you know, fun, and, you know, we're, we're having a good time with them and all that other stuff. I don't need all your dumb messages. I just don't. 
just drives me insane. I'm getting old. I think I'm getting old. No, no, I think it's a very well-reasoned uh, argument. I'm just saying, like, when I watch a football game, I just want to watch a football game. And that's why, honestly, everything, you know, all the other stuff, I always am interested in the national anthem just because I want to hear the person sing it. Uh-huh. See if they do it or do it well, you know? Right. But it's got to be under the two minutes. Do you bet that? No, it's hard. You know, I, I, I don't have enough because really, it's reba mcintyre this yeah, year right yeah, it was chris just, stapleton last year they said he was super everybody said I, and, and and my thing is i i just i like the rendition of it usually you know what i'm saying but i am just you know i just like watching a football game and i don't mind some of the pomp and circumstance and believe it or not i don't mind the shots of taylor swift it doesn't bother me at all okay. i don't you know what i mean what not fine you know show her it's great Lots of people love her. I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem though that I gotta watch Brittany Mahomes and 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 the idiot brother. What's his name? I don't want to see those two clowns. But Taylor Swift is fine. I think Brittany Mahomes was in a bikini on uh, I know, social I, media I just, today. Just, Did you catch her? I act? just I just uh, I just texted it and said basically that this is enough reason for me to not want to buy this swimsuit issue. She's put together though, Paul. I, I just, you know, I'm the kind of person, I don't care how hot you are, if your personality sucks, I have no interest in being I would challenge that. I would challenge no, that. No, you wouldn't. I would challenge no, that you with you. It hey. just, it turns me off. I'd rather have somebody that's a seven who's a, got a great personality that's fun and all that other stuff than someone who's a 10 who's a Who's a, who's hoity, a Brittany Mahomes. Who's a hoity-toity, <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, a nose in the air I'm better than everybody else. I hate, you know, and or, or just someone who is basically just whiny and high maintenance. I can't take that. I, I want nothing to do with that. What about, uh, in your your words, woke? What about those kind of women? I don't mind that. No, it's okay? I mean, that's okay as long as they're not, listen, as long as they're not trying to, you know, preach to me about their wokeness, you know? <laughs> like, like if I'm going to eat, like, a hamburger, uh-huh. don't preach to me about, oh, well, you know, you're eating beef. Because then, yeah, go. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yep. I don't care. You're right. I am. And now that you said that, I'm uh-huh. going to get another burger. Right? In fact, I'm going to bring the cow down here to fart so that you lose your mind about what it's doing to the environment. How about that? But if it's someone that's, you know, that is, what you believe is what you believe, as long as you're not trying to convert me, I don't care. Your call's next. Uh, listen to Cookin' Joe. Is that still a thing? Every Wednesday, <laughs> hear about Starkey's Card of the Week, Baseball Card Castle, and Cranberry. Contests run every Wednesday through Friday. Check out all those details. 937thefan.com. All right, all right, all right, all right. So they're in Vegas. They're at these award shows. I don't know what's happening. It doesn't seem like T.J. Watt's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. We'll get to all that in a little bit. Tanks and Beaver. Tanks on the fan. Hello, Tank. Tank, did you catch any of Ron Cook's act this week? Did I? Hold on. I was taking off speakerphone. What was that again? Did you catch any of Ron Cook's act this week? And what oh, did yeah, you think? I listened to it all week going work. Yeah. It was, uh, he actually wrote for the Beaver County Times while my grandfather was a photographer there. Oh, wow. But, yeah. So I always wanted to call him, but I thought, you know what, I'm – but yeah, my grandfather is Harry Fry. He followed Arnie Palmer originally in Latrobe, where he grew up, and then was a photographer at Times for I think thirty-five years or something. So there was a little connection there without even knowing each other. I thought Ron was great this week. What did you think? It was amazing. It was very emotional too, because uh, especially when Namath called in when he talked about Neabala 
playing as a senior ahead of him as a junior. That was my football coach at Western Beaver. Oh, so wow. again, a, a little, little, you know, a little connection again, but so, um, yeah, I thought they, I thought you guys did fantastic for him. I thought he went out the way he wanted. Um, and again, Blast with dying breed to get that chance, huh? See, that's what Paul said earlier. Yeah. Um, what about the Super Bowl tank? Let's talk. Uh, you know what? I I grew up. I was just old enough to start falling in love with football, so I was a Bills fan, even though they lost four straight years. Um, and of course Montana. So I pull a little bit Kansas City, but I really can't. You know, I just want a good game, like you guys said. Give me twenty-eight thirty-five. Give me whatever matches on one of my $50 football squares. <laughs> hmm. um, something like that. Give me an entertaining game and don't give like, I agree with, with uh, you guys on the, the commercials. Like, every, I don't want a commercial after every time they do something. All right. There's Tank and Beaver, one of the best callers you'll find. He brought something up that's interesting. Okay, and I I want to ask you in the next segment though. Remind me, I got a I got a golf question for you. We must get into before we hear from James Harrison coming up at nine o'clock. But he brought up squares. He wants one of his squares to hit. Yeah. What's the most expensive square? I've heard there's a ten thousand dollar square yeah. pole in the Mon Valley. Have yeah. you heard the same? Yeah. There's a I, I've heard the, the the biggest one I've ever heard is twenty five thousand a square. Yeah. And that was is uh, it in the Mon Valley? Yeah, no. Not to give it away. No, that one wasn't in the Mon Valley. It was in the Uniontown area. So that's kind of the Mon Valley, but not really. You know, it was in the Uniontown area. They also, in that same area, used to have one of the biggest poker games around. It was like a literally like a 200, 400, no limit game or something like It was like absurd. It was basically a game you needed $100,000 to play. Um, high stakes. And it was. Uh, so what's the highest you've ever paid for a blog? Most I've ever played. I, I'll pay, I'll, 500. I'll pay 50. I paid five hundred for a block. I, I don't think I could. <clears throat> that was when I was dumb. Yeah, I don't think I could. I'll pay fifty. If people bring any, anyone brings me one that's fifty or less, I'll I'll get at least one block. I always do. I don't have a problem with that. But man, some of these ones that are five hundred, a thousand. You know, I'll tell you the greatest greatest story ever. My roommate I might have told you this. I don't know. My roommate went back when we were in college. Uh huh. His dad was in one in Long Island. Okay. And I want to say it was it was one of these ones that was like ten thousand a block, or something five ten thousand a block. It was the Cowboys Bills the first time they played. All right, right. Okay. The final score of that game was uh, I think fifty two seventeen, if I'm not mistaken. Right. All right. My buddy's dad had nine and seven. Which means he was literally like two inches from the goal line, the Don Beebe play. Oh. Away oh. from winning like a hundred grand. It was. It was fifty two seventeen, the ninety three Super that's why Bowl. I always was remember the, that score. The ninety two year. That's why I always remember that score because played in the Rose Bowl. The Don Beebe play. Yes. Right at the goal line with Leon Lett. Would have made a fifty two uh twenty four. It cost him a hundred grand. It would have made a fifty nine seventeen. Oh, Leon! It was not. It was, he had he had nine and seven. <laughs> oh, oh, the Leon Lett play. The Leon okay. Lett play right at the end of the yes. game there, where he's running and he puts his hands out, and Don Beebe comes in and steals it. I mean, you know, knocks it out with right, 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 right at like the goal line. If he if Leon Lett takes one more step with the ball, my buddy's dad wins a hundred grand. Jeez, that's yes. tough. Yeah. 
and we were all rooting for it because he was going to get a piece of it. And we're like, yeah, we're going to go eat, eat. We're going to eat well next week. Or it's okay. Let's let's get to this at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Remind me, I have a golf question I got to ask because I think it's a great conversation coming up in just a little bit. When you sign up for a block pull, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar a square, if it's ten thousand a square. And I say you could. I all right. I'll let you cheat. Ideally, you could write down whatever. Would you write seven and zero? Oh? Would you write seven and seven? Would you write seven and four? Would you write zero and zero? What would you write down of three and seven? Yeah, three and zero. Oh. What would you write if you could write any numbers down? I don't know this. I I wonder what the probabilities are. Some- Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Somebody probably has it somewhere, but what would you write down? Um... I probably would write down something like three and seven, or yeah. or or maybe four and seven. You know, a like, seven one of the numbers yeah, for sure. Seven right? probably. I mean, seven, seventeen, twenty-seven. You know what I mean? It seems like those numbers hit a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, zero. Zero is a good number for ten after yeah. the first quarter. Ten, twenty, even- yeah, thirty, yeah. I, that's not a bad number. Ten, twenty, thirty. But you're right. I didn't even think about what you're talking about. They'll try to win the first quarter. The first quarter, absolutely seven and three. I think I would do seven and three. Seven and three. That would be a light, or seven and zero, or three and zero, something like that. Absolutely. Because everybody thinks of the final score, yeah. right, or halftime. Right. Try to catch that first quarter. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I I can't tell you, it's amazing how many games. Um, I will bet the first quarter, and Joel, you can speak to this because he's he he does this too. Where you bet over ten and a half in the first quarter, and yeah. there's two minutes left in the quarter, and they're driving, and, and it's, it's seven, seven three, and it's seven or it's seven nothing, and you're like, 
I need this drive to end in a touchdown. Or Not I lose. a field goal. Yes. Man, what's now the one thing I've ever seen huge money spent on? One thing is the NFL stuff, right? With right. If you're ever at spring training, some of the clubhouse money spent on the NCAA basketball poll, Paul, on mm-hmm. the brackets, that's big money. Like the because those players have it to just baseball money, right. stupid. Right, right, right. You know right. the money that those guys put in on those bracket polls, that's just gigantic. Yeah, totally ridiculous. Uh, absolutely. Um, I don't have luck on those block poles. I can say I don't think I've ever won a block pole. I've not won, even a quarter. I've won a quarter here and there, but you're right. And there's someone there's sometimes where like, you know, the five dollar ones, uh huh. I might drop like you know, thirty dollars, sixty, maybe forty dollars off like, you know what I mean, eight blocks. And I don't I don't sniff it. Now, another question for you. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. If I gave you a blank block pole. Right, and the numbers weren't on there. Right, and I said, "It's blank. You pick five. You get the first five. You're the first person to walk in here, and you get five. Where do you write your name down on that block poll? Do you the first five? Uh huh. No, you're, it's totally blank slate. You, right. You're the person who's bought the first five. And again, the numbers aren't there so yet. So I would go. I would go uh, three blocks in and two down. Three blocks in and two, two down. down right? Why is that? Any science? Just yeah, because in that quadrant up there, uh-huh. I would go four in, and so I'd be in a different row, and I think I would go two or three up. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes. One in the middle, obviously. Dead middle. Dead middle, and then two on the same on, on the on the other side. Now I would go three blocks in from the other side, maybe four down or five down. Uh huh. So because you don't want to have any in the same any of the same rows. Right. So all four quadrants and in the middle. You would you'd want a probability to be yes. that, that would increase. That you give, think increase your probability? It's all a different, a, a lot of different number combinations. You know what I mean? That's that's what I always uh, that's what I always think of. Okay, because you see, and then you get some of these jokers too in the block poll. You'll see like Tony Jones, Tony Jones one, Tony Jones two, Tony Jones three, Tony yes. Jones four, to, and you have like Tony like Tony Jones bought eleven squares. Like more power to him, <laughs> but. That's great. Like, if he doesn't win, he's going to be really disappointed. I remember the one time I, I I got in one of those. It was like 15 bucks or I think it was $10. Uh-huh. And we never saw we never saw the the block, the numbers. Okay. So I didn't even know what numbers we had. And magically, when, the blo- when we finally saw the numbers, like – Basically, the guy and his roommate that were running the block won all the blocks. Wow! Well, did you call foul on him? Yeah, I I basically said I want my ten bucks back. Did they give it back? Yeah, to you? they did because they knew it was nonsense. Did you know Jim Colony once won fantasy football a whole <laughs> season in our office back when a lot more people worked here? Okay, way before the pandemic, he won the full season of fantasy football. Yeah, and no. He finished second. I take that back. Okay. And he was pestering and pestering and pestering the part. This was before it was like official from the office. It was just a couple loose people that did it in the office. It wasn't like we have it now with like our main boss runs it and all that. It was just a couple loose people. He was pestering and pestering and pestering (laughs) the person. They never paid him. They never paid him. And finally, he just relented and quit and quit asking. Absolute true story. And I would give him all kinds of hell because he was just like, ah, oh, it's not worth it or whatever. But I said, but they took your money. Right. 
They took your money. Absolutely. They didn't even give him his money back. Not even his. They didn't even. Re- they used his money to give to the winner. He should have went and got it. He should have went and got he it. He should have went and got his money. Absolutely. He should have got enough of the enough of their car yeah. tires that was the same value. Right. And then I'll tell you, I, a couple of years ago, I was in you know against my better judgment, I was in one of these fantasy football leagues. You'll like this. Uh huh. I won it, and the guy that uh, uh, that that ran it wanted to be a jag off. He shows up at my house. And he drops off, I think I want to like say $850, $850 in coins. What'd you tell him? I was like, he's like, well, this is what, this is your money. And then he's laughing as he goes back to his car. Did I'm you like, know him? How well did you know yeah, him? Yeah, I mean, it's your, one, of your, my, one of my buddies. I mean, but he, you know, he was just busting my chops. But then I'm thinking to myself, now what do I do with it? So then you have to write your name on all of the. Yes, you do. All, and all, your phone number, I think. You write so. your name and phone number on all of the, uh, what are the coin rolls. Yep. Then I had to go in. And of course, because I had all these coin rolls, you know, uh, it, and, and I guess because I'm like light skinned like I am and some people think I'm Egyptian or something, they <laughs> thought I was a terrorist. So I had to answer all these questions about where I got the. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Where I got all these coins? What are you doing with these coins? Or did you get them from legal mo- me? I had to a- answer them. Did you million. answer them? I basically just said, "What do you? I mean, what are we talking about? I've had all these coins in my house for years. I just finally decided to roll them. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, this, you know, they, these are coins. You know, they, you've kept this this much money out of circulation for how long? And I, I went on and on and on and on. And finally, I just said, "Listen." I want, For 850 bucks, I don't know if this is worth it. Oh, no, 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 it's not that. We just have to make sure. What do you have to make sure? How many rolls of quarters? I mean, there had to be a it bunch. It was of- nickels and dimes Holy and pennies. Hell. Holy hell. Yes. It was nickels and right. dimes and pennies. And I said to them, basically, listen, what do you think I'm doing terroristically here? That With, with coins. So you, you be, you're being squirrely with the U.S. Mint. I mean, what are we talking about here? Yes. And you got your money? I was so angry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I told them, listen, how about this? How about I just deposit it? Uh-huh. I won't take any, a dime from you now. Y- your claim was they thought you were Egyptian. Well, I mean, if they, you know, they, I've, I've gotten that before where they think I'm like, you know, Middle Eastern and therefore I must be maybe like a terrorist or something. like the UAE or, yes. or somewhere like right, that? Right, or whatever. Yes, yes. yes exactly. Yes. I think I'm like, a, you know what I mean? I've gotten that before. Cutter? Listen, Cutter listen, maybe? The, you know, the safest bet in America is if I'm going through security in an airport, they're pulling me out of the line. <laughs> Bet it every time. So my point is, okay, so what I did was I said, you can have this money, deposit it in my account, and when you figure out, I don't know what you have to do, when you figure out that it's all there, right? then you can actually officially deposit it. Because they're like, I'm like, I wrote my name and number on the coin thing. Uh-huh. I'm sure you got machines back there that will count this stuff for me. You know what I mean? Automatically. Right. <clears throat> but their thing was, A, how do I? How do they know that it's all there? And B, where did I get all of these coins? Did you write your real name or your Americanized uh, name? Yeah. I wrote my, my yeah, I wrote my, I wrote, uh, I wrote, yeah, I wrote a name that really, really, uh, I, that played to all of the stereotypes <coughs> oh, they had in their head. Oh, right, goodness. exactly. But oh. no, I mean, you know, I mean, my point is, you know, they, they 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 were trying to basically insinuate that I was that that you know what I mean? It's like what criminal is coming in here with dimes, nickels, and pennies? You know, even if I was a drug dealer, right? <laughs> I'd have ten dollar bills, right? How do you? I don't know. How would I know? I mean, 
a dime bag. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, like, what are we talking about here? I mean, right. I, I, here's how here's how I would know, real quick. Uh-huh. I took, I, I, I picked up a guy when I was driving a cab. I picked up a girl at uh, the airport. She comes out. She's uh-huh. got a, she says, hey, uh, I'm going to Youngstown, Ohio, yada, yada. My brother will pay when I get there. Now, that's always a really a, a red flag. But I'm looked at her, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, I think she's actually legit. So I'll take a shot at this because it'll be a nice little fare. So I drive her up there, right? She says, okay, he says meet us at this address. We're in Youngstown, by the way. Okay. We pull into this convenience store. You know, which looks like it's from, like, Boys in the Hood or something. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, I'm looking around like, you got to be joking me. So, sure enough, the car drives up, and it's like an old muscle car. It's got the rims and everything else. They, dude opens the door. You know, it's like Cheech and Chong movie with all the smoke coming out. Right. Center. Oh, yeah, you got my sister. How much? Well, it's like $175, right? Of course, he pulls out a wad of tens, like this big. Nice. And and, and rifes off in 1910s and hands them to me, right? I'm like, gee, I wonder what this guy does for a living, right? That you have that many 10s on you. What do you do for a living? So that's how I know, you know, okay, if I bring a bunch of 10s in, then maybe ask me questions. Anyway. Good stuff. You're calling next. (laughs) 412-928-9370 here on the fan. All right, we'll hear from – a lozenger. No, we'll hear from uh, James Harrison in just a little bit. Let's hear from Matt in the car right now. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hey, Colin. How you doing? I'm good. Hey. So is Paul. Good, Paul. Good to talk to you both. Two quick football pool stories. First one's real fast. I was in college. The shadiest guy in my school ran a football pool. Literally dropped out the day after <laughs> the, uh, the Super Bowl and walked with the money. Like, hilarious that he did it. Like, I didn't get in. I wasn't around when they did it. But, yeah, he just walked. Uh, second one is my family, my grandfather belonged, was, went to a bar in the city of Pittsburgh. I'm just like I say on the radio. One of his bars, decades-old, old-school bar, was ran by a cop, and they had a big-time football pool, and they still have it. It's $300 a block, okay? It's big money. And for years, my grandfather's block, and then it passed on to my mother and her siblings. And so they hadn't won ever, like ever, not even come close. Right. Last year, uh, my mom's like, oh, I think your aunt and uncle, they don't want to do the block, but I feel funny. It was your grandfather's block. I'm like, Mom, I'm in. I'm in. I'll split it. The next day, my mom says, oh, your aunt and uncle, they changed their mind. You know, they're going to do it. Guess what their numbers were last year? Seven and seven. They won the first quarter and the halftime. Right, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, great, great dollars My seven and gosh. Seven. Well, and Wait. then considering it was a bar owned by a Pittsburgh policeman, then you had to pay the taxes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and seven, they, who, Wait, seven, you, seven. You know who owned the block on that pool at one time? He's going to probably give it away. Billy Kahn. There we go. There we go. Now, I am also guessing that the money was kept in a cigar box under the under the bar. <laughs> you know, the best part about it, Colin, is my mom kept her share in a, like, a, um, what you would call it, a, like a Jello container in her freezer. Let's go. I love it. This is spectacular. Well, Those, and, and are my the kind thing. of people. If they put it in a cigar box under the bar, every nobody would even think about touching it. 
No. They, well, because there's something else under that exactly. bar, too. Something gets real hot. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you a golf question? Keep your football pool uh, uh, calls coming. 412-928-9370. Stories just like that. The most expensive ones you've ever seen, the biggest payouts you've ever seen, the craziest stuff with Super Bowl polls you've ever seen. Block polls especially or all of them. All right, so they're going to play this golf tournament that they do every year. I have a couple buddies that went out there. Um, it starts to, uh, tonight. Today it started, right? Okay. In Arizona. Waste Management Classic. People get crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. They allow drink. They allow drink it off. They allow just nonsense to happen. Should golf steer toward that more? Would it get more people to watch? Is that just a one-off thing, that Waste Management, where they, th- they you know shower people with beer and all of that? Or should they just leave that for like one time a year? What do, what do you think? I'd love to see it every time. Yeah, every every week? I, I would love to see it every week. And you know what? These golfers would whine and cry about it. And they would, you know what I mean? They'd be upset about it and all that other stuff. But here's my thing. Oh, I know. The old school people say, that's supposed to be a gentleman's game. You know what? Decorum, yes. You're playing at, a, at the highest level. Here's my thing, right? When When us hackers are out there, you know, blowing the ball around on a, on, on a Saturday afternoon. And you got people driving with their carts. You got, you know, drunk people making noise. You got people with their music on. All the other stuff that's going on. You know, you're, you're trying to tee off and there are guys on the green making all kinds of noise. We have to hit. You know. You, you, the, the, these, these the, the kickers, right? Quarterbacks. Baseball, the hitters. They uh-huh. all, people are screaming and yelling their heads off. People are shooting free throws. Why are golfers immune from that? That's what I would like to know. Why are the, why does it have to be absolute dead to silent? Two people in the world. One person hitting a golf ball, another person serving a tennis ball. Right. Those are the only people we have to be quiet. And with. I don't get it. My thing is, I think golf would be a whole hell of a lot inter- more interesting. You know what? If you're, if you're uh, you know, 200 yards out or 190 yards out, you're one shot up. And my guy is, you know, uh, is already on the green. And you're just getting And it. everybody's, you know, just like in a, a free throw. You got people screaming and yelling and throwing signs and everything else on the side and trying to dis- trying to distract the golfer. And then we're going to see who, who's who got the mental toughness and everything else to, to focus on hitting a good shot at that point. But see, to me, that'll never happen. I know that what's interesting is the live thing. They've tried to do a little bit of that with, spread it with out the music. Bit, yes. You know, they've got music blaring uh-huh. through the, through the whole thing. But my feeling is I would love it. If you were allowed to, um, if you were allowed to, to heckle and yell and, um, and not be disrespectful, obviously, but, but just be loud, but loud but and just talk. cheer and boo or whatever. I think that would be tremendous. Would it get, diluted if you could do it every week or would it just create an atmosphere that would be more fun to watch i'm starting to i'm starting to lean toward you i really am i'm starting to say you know because my first instinct is ah it would get old it get old after a month you'd watch four tournaments and you go oh they're all the same but you know look i don't want to see anybody hit with projectiles like i think it's dumb when they throw all that stuff out there and then you got to clean it up right right but yelling and getting in them a little bit i'm kind of okay with paul i like it it's funny that's the biggest thing. It's fun. It's 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 enjoyable. Uh, you, you know what? Again, I want to see guys be able to make shots under pressure. Let's make it. A, let's let's really ramp up the pressure where they're not sitting there and they're basically, um, you know, it's quiet. It's dead quiet, and they can, you know. I'll tell you the other thing. I I would love to see on a PGA tour, but this would never happen. A little bit of a shot clock. 
You know what? As soon as you step up to the ball, you got 30 seconds to hit it. Well, you or know, 20 the dumb- seconds or something, right? People talk about the dumbest rule in sports is when you fumble through the end zone, it's touchback and all that. That's not, but go ahead. The dumbest rule in sports actually is that professional golfers can't wear shorts. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Well, that, but, but that, that's not the, the dumbest sport. The dumbest rule in sports. Tell me. Is the fifty-five foot time out in in the NBA? Oh, you get to advance the that, ball that by is the not, dumbest sport. but that not gaining any yardage. Dumbest, the dumbest rule in sports, hands down. They do it in women's basketball, in college women's basketball, in the WNBA, but also it's an NBA thing, right? The fifty-five foot timeout. If you get the ball under the basket, okay. Uh-huh. Now here's the thing: even in the NBA. For one possession, if you got to come the entire length of the court in four seconds, I might put somebody up full court and press you. They don't generally press in the NBA, but I might put a defender up there and put some to make you have to use a, a lot right. of that four seconds. But the problem is you've taken that out for 59 minutes. Or what? I'm sorry, uh, what, what's an NBA game? 12, 24, 48. For 48. 47 minutes, you've made me play one way. In the final minute, because you want these contrived buzzer beaters, you're going to make us play the other way. You shouldn't get to advance the ball when, just because you call a timeout. That, to me, is nonsense. Um, somebody chiming in on the football poll stuff. Back to that discussion, 412-928-9370. We'll take your calls in a minute. I, Rich, uh, Rich and Crafton texts. He did the other night, right? <clears throat> Rich and Crafton texted us, and I was talking about this the other night. The guys that used to work at the old U.S. Air before it picked up and moved to Charlotte, okay, what they would do, listen to this, Paul. They'd mm-hmm. all go in, and they would be in with their supervisor, okay? this You can't do this stuff in today's workplace where everything's <laughs> documented. you right, got to right, right. file it on the computer or whatever. This is back in the day. So they'd go in, and the winner of – it was winner take all at the end. Just final score, I believe. Okay. Whoever's numbers came up, people would have donated their time off the winner of the Super Bowl poll got a hundred days of work off. Wow, dudes! People. Dudes would all donate a couple days here, and the supervisor was in on it and <laughs> would say, "Oh, okay, so you're gonna give a sick day to buy in." You'd say, "Like, okay, say there were a hundred squares, each person would give one sick day, yeah. and it was winner take all." And that person that won got those sick days. A hundred of them. Hundred. You could take a hundred paid days off. Wow, wow. that's <laughs> tremendous. Now you got to have a boss that's in on it. Uh, plus, on top of that, do you still get your regular vacation You're, days too? Yeah, you just got a hundred extra days I mean, off. Because basically, if you go back, let's go back. December. What is it? Thirty first. Thirty days. In you get December. three days, three months off. What is there? December thirtieth, right? Mm-hmm. You go back. So you're talking about. You know, probably December, November, October 1st, that's probably 90 days. So you get back to about 17, uh, September, say, 20th. Now you're probably at 100 days, right? And then say you have four weeks of your own vacation. August 15th or something, you walk into the the shop. Hey, uh, actually, that's not even true because you're only doing five days a week. You're not right, doing you're not seven. seven. So you're getting 20, wait, 20 weeks off. And then say you get another four weeks of your normal vacation and, and personal days and all that. And say a fifth week, 
You're talking about 25 Now, it may weeks. have been back in the days where you only got two weeks paid vacation. Okay, well, you know, let's still, even, even still. So, so you're talking basically, twenty, say, 23 weeks of vacation. And getting paid. And getting paid for it. You basically are going, uh, 23 weeks would be almost, what, six months? Mm-hmm. You're basically walking into the office like the second week of June and saying, okay, I'll see you next year. Plus, you work for U.S. Air, so you're right. probably being able to fly you're all kinds of places for real cheap, if that, not free. That is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> ever. I know. Rich and Crafton texted me this. I love that. And I was, I was texting back and forth with them, and I said, this is the greatest thing. Now, with how HR is constructed, with how everything's official now, with how you have to enter your days off into a computer, <laughs> you could never do it now. Like, there's there's no way, right? You could never do it now. But back in the day, man, that is it's – it's the greatest thing I've ever heard, ever. All right, we'll uh, take your calls next, 412-928-9370. James Harrison. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll hear from him in short order. So much to get into right here on The Fan. Let me give you the weather. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Tonight, cloudy, mild, small chance of showers, low 47. Friday, sunny, excellent. High 64, low 52. Temperatures in the 60s on Saturday before temperatures cool into the 50s for Sunday. All right, 412-928-9370. Text line. That's it. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there is never a fee unless we get money for you. We will uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll hear from James Harrison in just a little bit. Uh, let's talk to Jim. He's in Newcastle. Hi, Jim. Hello. I uh, was calling and wondering about the uh, the halftime show. You're going to have uh, Usher, who's pretty much a foul mouth uh, misogynist. On how do you uh, how do you feel about letting your kids listen to all of that at the halftime? How do you feel about letting your kids listen, Jim? Uh, I wouldn't have them listen. Why are you out of breath, Jim? Oh, I got a, coming up with a cold. Oh, you are. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, Jim. To be honest with you, my kids will be 13 tomorrow. Um, I think they've got bigger things in life that they've uh, seen or that they've been exposed to. And I don't think that a man saying, and I don't know if he is a foul mouth misogynist, and it is on network television, so I think that any foul mouth misogyny 
would probably be bleeped out. Um, I think that if that were to happen, uh, I think we'd we'd just push on and live another day, Jim. Okay, well, that's the usual permissive attitude. So, uh, Jim, how you. about you parent the way you want to parent? I'll par- Listen, can I can I give you a personal story, Jim? My 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 daughter had cancer and had needles and prongs and everything else put in her chest. I think if she hears a couple swear words, she's gonna be all right. You know, like that's the way. When I parent, I think about that. I think she'll be okay. Really, it's I, I really think, not gonna is, bother her all Jim that much. Gone? Yeah, he he had to hang up after he called us. Because I was going to, I pulled up the list of Usher songs. I was going to see if he knows them or likes them. You know, that would have been a better way to give him a, (laughs) to give him a test. Like, is Lil Freak, is that misogynist or is that uh, Foul Mouth, the name of the song, Lil Freak? I don't even know what it's about. It's a little Here's the thing. I actually had to look up all these Usher songs, and I know that I've heard some of these. But I don't know, like... Well, what I can't stand, though... You are, got it bad. Is that really... I mean, that's... Are people that's who try up, to... It? People who try to push their beliefs on you. I, I say this all the time. And, I, and I, I... Really. You do you, I'll do me, and we don't have to interact like... And let's bring it back to what I was saying about the commercials. Right. I, listen, it's not just the woke stuff... It, I don't need the religious stuff. To, 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 to You don't need to preach to me about anything. You do you, I'll do me. But here's the other part. Here, here's the fundamental part. Jim telling me, how do you <laughs> feel about that? Here's the flip side of that, Paul. And I'm being that- really practical with this. I would never hold Jim down in his house and say, you have to watch this. So who's Jim to say, you can't watch this in my house? Yeah, like it's just that simple. Right. People like that that try to push their beliefs on you, honestly, are the worst intolerant people in the world. They're the ones who are Absolutely. actually the worst it's intolerant even, it's people. It's not even, you know, like I said, it's their your beliefs in general. Like to me, okay, you know what? If you're somebody who wants to save the planet and wrap yourself around a tree, that's fine. But don't tell me that you know what I'm doing something wrong because I'm. You know what I'm saying? It's the same exact. Whether it's religious, whether it's your you know, political beliefs, whether it's your philosophical beliefs, whether it's your parenting beliefs, or whatever, right? Like, he's trying to tell you how to parent your kid, right? Yeah, that guy... Like, did, like just, is this... Yeah. Here we go. Is this is this misogynist and or... What did he say it was? Foul mouth? Foul mouth misogynist. Okay. Everything I've been doing is all bad. Got a chick on the side with a crib and a ride. Been telling you so many lies. Ain't none good. It's all bad. I just want to confess it's been going on so long. Girl, I've been doing you so wrong. Is well, that- I don't know if it's misogynist. What it is, though, is he's, I mean, he's definitely stepping out. He, but, um, but my point is he's confessing to his sure. his woman that, hey, I I, I was stepping I out. Just, I, they're words. They're <laughs> words. I, my, my kids are plenty tough. They've lived through a lot. A couple words and even bad words. I'm good with. Wait till Jim finds out I might take my daughter to see the Bob Marley movie. <laughs> and he might even smoke marijuana. Yeah, really? Wait till that by then, happens. By then, if you listen to the governor, it'll be legal, so it won't matter. <laughs> Jim can hit us on the Twitter. Number, the, the number three song on this, uh-huh. Best of Usher, probably Jim hates. It's called Climax. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jim can hit us on Twitter, but I think he's more of a passenger pigeon kind of guy. Nonetheless, though, Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at South Hills Kia. Dot net Harry's in Westview. Hi, Harry. 
I learned all my language on the playgrounds. Whenever the kids used to play on the playgrounds, uh-huh. uh, my parents my parents used to run bars. My mom would run a bar. So we uh, we learned everything on the streets. I mean, you learn you have good vocabulary by the time you're eight years old, pretty much. But um, you know what? The thing is, Colin, you grew up I uh, grew up in Sharpsburg. Frank I- Fuhrer had a pretty had a pretty good um thing going on with the fan participation when he had World Team Tennis. Uh, the fans used to yell when the ball was getting tossed up in the air. Do you remember that? Uh, I'm 47, so that was a little bit. Not. That was before my time. Okay, it was very interesting. It was a different venue. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and the fans yelled. So wait a minute. Let, let me wrap my head around this, because Harry, I do think you're on to something with what we're talked about about this uh, waste management classic. Tennis yeah. is a traditional sport. It's one of those things at Wimbledon or at Flushing Meadows or whatever. You're supposed to be exactly. quiet and all of that. You're telling when they had this world team tennis, they wanted you to act uh, not in accordance with how tennis fans normally act. Is what you're telling me? Exactly. There was a group of fans up in the uh, sec- of course, like in section E23, way up in the Civic Arena. It was Vetus's G-men. It was a bunch of college kids, and they pretty much led to cheers. Like you know. Sort of like you do at the soccer games now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was yeah, you could yell whatever you want, you know, you'd yell woo, you know, miss it, football stuff like that, um, whatever you wanted, pretty much during the play. And these were the and, Pittsburgh uh, Triangles, you're telling me? And they won the uh, the title. Yeah, they actually won the title. They opened up the arena for some of their matches, um, oh, wow. and they won the title over the Denver Rackets. The Denver Rackets. Yeah, Yvonne Googleog on the team. Yeah, we're talking about Vitas Garolitis. Yvonne Googleog or whatever. Yeah, that fella. Um, Yeah, well, interesting. No, how this spawned was not the guy who called us and told us how to raise our kids and that Usher is uh, pretty much NWA. But um, how this this spawned was (laughs) Paul and I last segment talking about would golf be better if every single tournament was like the Waste Management Classic and that there was yelling or there was fan participation, so to speak, or there were fans that were being ruly and rowdy a little bit. And at first I was apprehensive. I'm kind of on board with thinking that's okay, Paul. Uh, uh, Paul, I'm coming over to your side. I I I would probably watch a little bit more to see them under pressure. I think it would be fun. And and I think it would make it better. And and actually, again, could you imagine if you if these guys had to try and hit under pressure, uh, w- along with a bunch of goofballs, you know, with their shirts off and painted like letters and doing yes. all the stuff they do for free throws? I think that would be tremendous. All right, back to the football poll. Rich and Crafton texts again. He said, "Yes, a hundred days off U.S. Air poll, but the guy would come back to work." He'd always work the holidays, even the guy that won, because he'd get double or triple time. It was like $75 an hour, and also there'd be an awesome party. U.S. Air at the time was the greatest place to work. So think about the guy. He would get 100 days off for winning the block pull, and then they wouldn't see him forever, except he'd work like the 4th of July. So on top of all those days off, he'd just like work one day, and he'd get 75 bucks an hour or something working for U.S. Air. Man, now you wonder why. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's when the airport so, so was coming. So basically you'd work all those days, but you'd be like, all right, I'm working that, that day, day and that day and that day. I want July 4th, I want to work. And Memorial is, Day, yeah, count me in. And the thing about it is if you get 100 days off, you don't mind you know, no. working on a holiday. Because every day's a holiday. Right, every day's a holiday. So if I got to work on Christmas Day, yeah, I'm going to do that for sure to get $75 an hour. I think we have found the greatest 
block poll uh, in history. There, there, there can't be a better one. Where everybody donated comp time, right. and the winner, it was winner take all, 100 days off. 100 days off. I don't, I, people, you know what people say? Let's talk about this before we hear from James Harrison in just a little bit. People say this all the time. They say, oh, I would get bored. Or, like, Ron just retired. I would get bored. I might with 100 days off, or I might, but I sure as hell would like to try, Paul. I'd like to try to do nothing <laughs> before I would profess that I'd get bored. What yeah, about you? Uh, I definitely wouldn't get bored. I could find something to do for sure. I, I, I amuse myself, so I, I would be fine. You know what I mean? I would be fine. Um, you know, Can I read something that's a very interesting uh, take? Is it about Usher? No. And his foul mouth and no. misogyny? No, uh, 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 no, it isn't. It's on a different subject. You sure. Know, the, the awards, everyone's talking about the fact that T.J. Watt has skipped this, these uh, NFL awards because apparently he's not going to win uh-huh. the MVP. And Jersey Jerry, do you know who that is? Yes, I the, it, from, yeah. From Barstool. I mean, I don't know him, but yeah. The guy from Barstool. Right. He tweeted out another NFL rig job. Imagine looking at this and giving the guy on the left the award because he's never won it before. And it has Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and Micah Parsons. Like a tale of the tapes. And all thing. of their right. stats, right? And clearly, if you look at the stats, TJ Watt and Micah Parsons are way better than Miles Garrett. Uh-huh. Micah Parsons actually retweeted the thing. Oh, he he he, he quote tweeted Jersey Jerry. Jersey Jerry and said, This is a horrible take. Miles was a better player. Reality of the situation. Miles faced mo- uh, way more double teams. An effect on quarterbacks. Fans, please stop looking at stats and look at the film, please. Well, that's an interesting take. That's interesting. Because a lot of fans kind of fashion themselves now as these all-22 guys, right? Don't they? I I see the all-22. I see the all-22. What's that really mean then? Does it mean they know more or not? Yeah, the all the all the all twenty two is is yeah that that's those guys drive me crazy, you know. I'm waiting for the all twenty two to the, come out the, before the, I really tell you. The wannabe scouts. I, I love you know what one of my favorite things on Twitter is, uh, is when the wannabe scouts, you know, bring out something that they saw and this and that and everything, and then a player or a coach tweets at him and says, "Well, actually, you're wrong." And they stick to it. And they stick to it and they want to argue. I've, I've seen that where they go back and forth and it's like, dude, this guy's a player. Right. You're arguing you're arguing football with the football man. And not you're not you're not the wannabe scout. Uh anyway. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. The award show looks like it's on, so there is that. Uh we'll give you and it's live, so we'll give you the blow by blow. For whatever happens, but T.J. Watt is at the pool, or he's at the tables, or he's at the spa, or he's at the something, or eating dinner, so he doesn't look like he's there. So I don't believe he is going to win. Is it? You know what? Is that a bad look? If you know you're going to lose, not to show up when you went out there for that yeah, I don't as like a that. finalist. I don't like that. I agree with you there. I think you should show up. I mean, listen, you know, I think you should show up and just be a. I mean, I just kind of be a better sport about it. You don't have to love it. You don't have to like it, but. You know what? Some of these guys, they got to understand that you basically are, you know, making lots and lots of money. You've got a good life. If the worst thing that happens to you is you show up at an award ceremony, don't win the award, you're doing better than 99.9% of the population. Yeah, and it might be nice just to show up and show face and put on a smile and do all that kind of stuff. You know, I really do hope that Cam Hayward wins the Man of the Year award because that one means a ton. It truly does. 
Uh, they all do, but that one means a whole lot. All right, we'll hear from James Harrison in just a little bit. Uh, I do want to talk in the games on right now. Paul, right behind you, Caitlin Clark. I was playing against Penn State. You have some things, pretty strong things to say about wait, wait, Caitlin wait, Clark. Wait, wait, wait. Is it, oh, it is, uh, yeah, that's live. It's a live basketball game. Iowa and Penn State women. Is it not? It says live in the corner. Yeah. Just started a couple minutes ago. Yeah. But you have some strong things to say about Caitlin Clark. We'll get into I don't that. Know if they're strong, but I have an opinion, of course. Then well, then it'll be we strong. <laughs> uh, so we'll get into all of that coming up right here on The Fan. All right. Let's see if this really happened. Now, Twitter. You know how Twitter, how reliable Twitter is. But Twitter is reporting that Cam Hayward is the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Now, that's not been given out on the show on TV yet, but Twitter is reporting that. That's pretty great if that really does happen here yeah, in the next he, couple minutes. he deserves minutes. it. He totally deserves it. You know, there's no question about it. He deserves it. I know everyone's angry. Actually, I'm, I'm looking at a... Um, oh. It's great reporting. What do no, you got? No, no, I was looking at it. I thought there was a video of him, but it's actually him talking before the award show, so I don't know. Let me ask you this, because I think that now this is, this, is, this is a very real discussion. Could that propel him to be more apt to retire? I really think he wants to play at least one more year mm -hmm. and really have a shot to win in the playoffs and go out and – you know what I mean? I just don't think he wants to go out having, you know, lost, what, five, six playoff games in a row and have the season end the same way that it's ended. Right. You know, I really think he wants to win. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. But it's one thing to say you do, and then it's another thing to go through the off season, then your body hurts like hell. Um, you know, we'll see. I I don't think it is, but he's really wanted that award. Yes. Like, not that he'd come back just to try to win that award, but maybe, you know, you got a long flight home, you got a little bit of an offseason, your kids are getting older, and you say, man, that's, I, they told me I was the best guy right. in this game. You know, what more do I have to go out and accomplish? We don't even know who the hell our quarterback's going to be. You know, like, I, do I really want to go and get on that squat rack again? Do I really want to get on that exercise bike? Do I want to go run those sprints? Do I want and he looks over at that award, and it's at Walter Payton, and he's got that cape on. Doesn't that isn't that the award that where he's he's got that jacket with that cape that he wore, you know? And yeah. that, that Walter Man of the Year, and he says, you know, they just told me I'm the <laughs> best person in this game. If this might be a good dismount right now, I yeah. I'm just saying, I I, I don't I think could. it happens. I could, but I just don't. I mean, I I really feel like here's here's the thing. You know, this year he had a bunch of, like, injuries. His right. groin, uh, he was never 100%. He was always banged up. And he talked a lot about it openly at the end of Correct. the year. How basically, you know, bouncing back is harder, getting healthy is harder, all that stuff. And he basically said, listen, um, you know, I've got to get back in shape and I've got to, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I could see a situation if he got up to, you know, maybe even if he got into training camp, you know, if he started working out and this and he realized, wow, it's not going to happen. You know, I'm not going to be feeling 100%. And, and, and we haven't even started really hitting yet. Maybe something like that, but I don't think so. I think that it is basically in in one of these things where I would say he wants to play really bad. Because I think he wants to go out 
at least have some playoff success and, and at least get the Steelers back to, okay, this is a team that's legitimately a contender. I think that really means re, really means a lot to him. Yeah, I do think he wants to go out on a high note, or at least he doesn't want it to end on a terribly low note. I think I do think you you make a lot of uh, you make a lot of sense when you say that. Let's hear from a, a defensive player we're talking about now, a current one. How about an old one? James Harrison said this on the Pat McAfee show. Give a listen to this. Um, the expectations should should never change. I think the expectations has become we don't want to have a losing season. You know, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, throwing salt or, or, you know, flayed at, flack at anybody. But the Pittsburgh Stiller, you know, standard is to win Lombardi's. When you go into that building, it's six of them sitting there, and right now, we're not even winning a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've won a playoff game since 2016. I believe. Uh, I think we lost to. AFC the Patriots, AFC yeah. Championship, yeah. So, you know, I think we need to get back to what the the, the standard of, you know, a Pittsburgh Steeler legacy, the, the lore, you know, is. And the guy just splooged over here. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah no. that's that's just not that's just not what it is. So Right. When you hear that from James Harrison, is that cold, hard truth that the organization they're not gonna change the way they do things, they're not gonna pay attention a little bit more, they're not gonna but does that smack you in the face a little bit different when it's James Harrison who says, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, stop with the nonsense. Our goals and aims are always world championships. Well, here's the thing. You and I have talked about this. It's J- never changed for a guy like me and you. James, It never has, but the other part of it is James Harrison played in a culture where it was still that was the culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. James Harrison played in, in, in the culture where the locker room was, you know, was passed down – Player, you know, team to team to team to team. Hey, this is what we do here. This is how we do it here. This is what's important and valuable here, right? I don't, and that's part of the problem with what's going on now. I don't know, even, you know, as, as, as wonderful of a human being and as great of a player as Cam Hayward's been, he's really never had much success to pass it down to right. the younger guys. So the younger guys in that locker room, they don't have the benefit. They don't have the benefit of having those older guys sort of bring that Steeler mentality. There you go. Defensive player of the year, yep. Miles Garrett. Yep, there Miles it is. Miles Garrett is standing up. Uh, defensive player of the year. I, I really think I, that's that's crap. Maybe. But, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Why, here's why I do. Think, Tell me why. He had one sack his last seven games. Yeah. Um. I think it's crap. I think it should be what probably on the surface. I don't necessarily. I don't know discount be... though all the different advanced stats that I don't know enough about, right. nor I, have I, would, I dived I, into them. I enough. would agree, but my point is, I think even if it's not Watt, there's two or three other guys I think that had better numbers than him, that were more productive than him. That you know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the the problem I have with these kind of awards, Colin, mm-hmm. honestly. A lot of times it is, well, it's your turn. Right. Right. You haven't won it yet. It's your turn. And to me, I've never liked that. Or you've won it three years in a row and, you know, either you've won it three years in a row and either we're going to give it to somebody else or you've won it three years in a row and 
Well, you know, even though you didn't have a great season this year, we're going to give it to you just sort of a legacy thing, right? Yes. Like, okay, it's got to be your turn because yeah, – exactly, for those reasons. Right. Back to, back to uh, James Harrison right. for a moment. Right. Do you think Mike Tomlin ever consumes any media where he hears things like that or things ever get to him? Or the front office or anybody involved in the Pittsburgh Steelers ever says, hey – you know, maybe we do need to look at some things or take a look at some things. This is a high-profile alum who says that. Right. You- I think I think here's the thing. Mike Tomlin says the right things about examining things. Mm-hmm. But does it, you know, do do his actions match that? You know, this year, I mean, the I guess but this isn't Josh Harris saying it or right, whatever. No, but my point this is, is this is James Harrison. Is, my point is, do his acts does his actions suggest that he really believes that there's a deficiency, that the that standard has slipped? When I hear him talk, when I hear Art Rooney talk, no, they don't. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. But hopefully, you know what I mean. When you start to hear some guys like James Harrison talk, now the problem is, there, 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 there is always going to be. This bias, when old players uh-huh. or when retired guys or whatever you want to call them, when they make an observation, a lot of times there are people that say, "Oh, well, they're just sort of, you know, they're jealous, or they're not, you know, they 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 just basically are are bitter, or they whatever." You know what I mean? But what if they, they were just and, winners, right? But they try and discount it that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, James Harrison, you know, he's just a, you know, he's an old school guy. Blah, he blah, slept blah. in meetings and slept his way all the way to New right. England. He wanted out of but here he's anyway. Right. But he's right in this case. In this case, he's right. My thing, my problem with Mike Tomlin, with with Art Rooney, with all of them, when I hear them talk, they act like that 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 this is like a media creation. Like this like if, feedback, yes. If you if you say it or I say it. Or if, you know, Jerry Dulac says it or media guy, whatever, in general, if they say it, well, it's a media creation, right? We understand that, you know, we haven't won a playoff game in a while, but it's 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 almost, you know, like uh, you guys are just, you know, focusing on the wrong things. We've made the playoffs. That's a successful season. That's ridiculous. Can I bring something up about Miles Garrett? And I don't care. I bring it up every time Miles Garrett makes national news. Right. Nobody ever in the history of the world skated quicker or unscathed more from a hollow racial claim yeah. more than Miles Garrett. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, and here's here's the thing why I'm not afraid to say it. Mike Tomlin, one of if not the, follow me on this, one of if not the, Paul, most high-profile black men in the league exactly came out and said, you stop, you're wrong. He didn't say that. The white guy. He he right. called a press call. He called NFL Network and went on right. and said, I have to come on the network. He My guy who was white didn't say that. And that just all – what he tried to do to kill Mason Rudolph's reputation – should never have ended up the way no, it did. No, absolutely. And here's the thing: he's never, and never was made to apologize. Never was made to, you know, which is it's one of those stories that just faded to the back. Right, right. M- Mason Rudolph. He's lucky he got out of it. There are with- still people to this day who think Mason Rudolph said something racial. And the bottom line is, his teammates that were right there around him, uh, at least two of them were black, said he didn't say anything like that. 
Mike Tomlin, who actually has, you know, had friends, people in the in the Browns organization, and he said, I'm convinced he, he didn't say anything like that at all. Um, Miles Garrett never, ever, ever has had the answer for that. It, it stuns me every time that he makes national news how there was an attempt to absolutely assail, and he had Josina Anderson working for him, Paul. Yeah. You know, how there was an attempt to assail the character of Mason Rudolph, and if things would have broke a little bit different, they would have, and he would have no problem doing it. Yeah. And Mason Rudolph would have, he would have, it would have been something that was inextractable for him to come out from under. Absolutely. I, Mike Tomlin, I criticize a lot right. for a bunch of different things. I give him all the credit in the world for that, like Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever it was, saying, stop the ride. Stop. Right. And calling NFL Network and saying, I need to come on. Absolutely. And, and because, because he, he had, he was trying to protect, he was trying to take, protect his player, but he also has always been. In in every situation, he's always been a guy who is more who is who's whose only concern is what actually happened and facts and not narrative. That is him. No matter what the situation is, it's always him. And I'll tell you that I, I respected him. I, first of all, I, I like Mike Tomlin. I think he's a, he's a really good face of the Steelers. I agree with I, you I, there. I, I understand why players like him. I get all that. He doesn't. He just doesn't win enough. He doesn't win into the playoffs enough. But. There's a lot to like about him here. There's that thing that you're talking about with my. With, uh-huh. Here's the other thing. The fact that he picked up the phone and called, or actually, Brian Flores called him. And Mike Tomlin, being a mature, older coach, said, I guarantee you, he basically said, Listen, my man, <laughs> like, if you want a career, right? I get what you're saying. You're being emotional, though. And then threw him a bone by saying, I'll hire you because guess what? I got the I got the cachet. I've got the respect. I've got all that stuff. I'll hire you to my staff, okay? And that'll all blow over for you. And by the end of by the end of the season, you'll be able to go get another job, which he did. So that that it's a very similar type thing, right? And because if he doesn't throw him that lifeline, maybe Brian Flores is a guy that's still blackballed. From oh, getting, if he doesn't get you know in, I mean? then he might never get in. He's he, he might be blackballed. But it's the same thing with Mason Rudolph. If he didn't get out ahead of that, Mason Rudolph could have been saddled with. This is a guy that's used racial slurs, and he might not. Oh, have, the longer it went on, yeah, the the, the harder it was going to be for him to bounce back from that for sure. Your calls four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. So much. Uh, to get into. And Caitlin Clark, we got to, uh, we'll talk a little more Ron Cook, by the way. Paul's mm-hmm. got something to say about Caitlin Clark that's coming up top of the hour here on the fan. All right, here we go. 412-928-9370. This is the part of the show on NFL Network they're showing here where Cam Hayward's about to win the NFL Man of the Year. Good for him. Greg's in Pittsburgh. Hi, Greg. How you doing tonight? Uh, I good. think that the Steelers should get back to playing football like they used to play football running the ball, passing the ball, and getting up the defense pretty good. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the losses was because of bad play calling. Why we can't win in the playoffs. You know, it's been a while, you know. I don't think – I think this new guy coming in has got some good philosophies, some good ideas. I think we can move the ball this year on offense, and I think the defense will be a little more snappier this year. Hey, Colin Dunlap. 
Here we go. You remind me of Charles Manson, man. You look just like him. You like you, you like that beard? Like Wait, and li- listen, listen. Do you like the? My wife does not like it. Do you like the beard I'm growing or not? Yeah, uh, in 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 a, in, a, in a way, it looks makes you look a little wild, though, man. You should trim that down for your wife. And uh, you know, Charles Manson, uh, he was a crazy looking dude, man. <laughs> that's you know? that's a, but yeah. you keep, don't you keep, hey, man? You got that look, brother. You look just like Charles. Charles Manson. Manson. Uh, that's okay. Like him too, man. Don't don't don't. You, don't, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> don't you keep him on your toes though? If you look like Charles Manson, he, Greg always hangs up. He makes his point. I I kind of I respect his hustle though. In so much as he gives you like a line like Didn't that. Charles Manson have like a tattoo on his face and long hair. On his hair? forehead, I on think. His forehead right on his like forehead, like long, fa- like long hair. Yeah, yeah. But the beard he's getting at. My, I told, I put this on social media the other day. I, I tweeted out, yeah, I think I'm gonna um, grow my beard out. And my wife, she responded right in the comments. Think again. She really? said, yeah. You know what I need to do? I need to take the time to go to. Mr. Groomer, like, or one of those places in Lawrenceville okay. where the cool, like, people that, that drink, like, Pabst Blue Ribbon and, <laughs> and ride scooters and Pabst stuff. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Where they go and get their beard. And, like, they, they sell, like, mustache wax there. Like, I got to go to one of those cool places. And I know the guy who owns Mr. Groomer. Right. Right? Him and his wife. They live not far from me. They're wonderful people. Michael and Heather. Great people. I see them at the community pool all the time. I've got to get in touch with him and say... I, it has now gotten too long. The beard has to where I can do it myself. I can't. I could cut it myself, but it won't cut evenly. I'll screw it up. You. Ne- I just need to make an appointment, and I just need to suck it up and go pay somebody else to do uh, my beard. Coach is in Duquesne. Hi, Coach. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, hey, Paul. I mean, what's going on, man? This is Paul from Duquesne. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I wanted to make a comment. Uh, you know, you made a, a, a great point about Tomlin, you know, saving uh, Brian Flores' career. You know, uh, that reminded me of what um, the commissioner, David Stern, did with uh, Kobe Bryant. A lot of people don't know when Kobe had that issue down in, um, in Colorado, mm-hmm. that was an issue where, where uh, David Stern saved his career by changing his number, changing his image, and telling him, you change that number, you know, listen, we'll save your career. That's what happened with Kobe. No, can I tell? Can I tell you something that happened there? Can I tell you something that somebody in the NBA legal office told me? Absolutely. They told me they didn't change it for image reasons. They said, "Kobe, you're changing your number." And he said, "Oh, okay." And they said, "Yes, so we could catch a big merch check off of it." Well, the one thing about it, it went away. The problem went away. He changed that from twenty-four to eight. And his, his problems went away. No, his pro yeah, his problems went away. And they did, kind of. you know, the N- the NBA did a great job. The of, N- you of, know what? The of N- protecting him. They and, did, and, and and saving his image. I mean, you know, he he was actually, if you remember, going to a trial door in like the middle then, of the day, and flying then flying back. to his game or whatever. And and they basically did everything in their power to really soften the blow of that. Here, well, here's what the story was told to me by somebody who worked in the NBA legal office at the time. They said. Okay, you th- there's this thing you worked at the NBA, so you know this. Mm-hmm. There are these things called NBA cares that are at different NBA cares functions you have to go to. You're mandated to go to. I think up until you play so many years in the league, Paul, 
which are like school events, like community service kind of things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't go, you get fined for it. Right. Okay? Called NBA Cares. It's this initiative. Right. right. Well, because he was going to court, because he was tied up in all his free time, and because, well, he was facing those charges, he missed all these NBA Cares things. Right. So the commissioner said to Kobe, and again, this is straight from somebody in the NBA legal office who I know. They said, it's going to look really bad if on top of all this, we fine you money for missing all these functions. Right. We're going to cut you a deal. We're going to get, here's what logical people do instead of dragging this out. You, you are going to change your number to whatever the hell number you want. Okay. Change it. Because the windfall we're going to get as the WNBA, or excuse me, as the NBA, far outweighs any fine that you're going to pay to us from the new merch that people are going to buy because they need a new Kobe jersey. Right. Change your number. We'll call it square. We'll call it even. We're going to make a ton more. You wear your new number. You want the deal or not? He said, yeah. He changed his number from 24 if to— If that's true, I, I don't know if it's—I mean, I don't have any reason to doubt you, but if that's true, that's actually smart. It's just its just people solving something with logic. Exactly, absolutely. And the that's, NBA made tenfold, a hundredfold sure. what they ever would have made off I'm of sure. a fine. I tell you, I, I, just real quickly, you brought up Kobe. I was talking to you a little bit before uh-huh. about that uh, documentary on Netflix about the Redeem team, which was 2008. Right. Uh, Olympic team. Um, and— you know, the context of that is in 2004, we lost the gold medal. The The Olympic team was falling apart. I think Larry Brown was the coach of that. Right. It was a disaster. So Jerry Colangelo, so USA Basketball, said, so Jerry Colangelo, you're going to be the, like the general manager of USA Basketball from now on. You hire a coach that's going to do it for four years and let's build a team like every other te- country in the world. And he hires my, a Coach K. So 2008 comes. Now that was Wade and Anthony and Bosch and yeah, Paul and yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah right. So and they, Boozer, so Boozer, I think <laughs> yeah. was on that team. Jason but, Kidd, uh, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, Dwight Howard, you know that team. Yeah, LeBron yeah, yeah. James. So anyway, this is a little slice into Kobe. First of all, they were talking about how he, you know, okay, we're, there was some game or something, and everyone was bringing some friends and this and that. And Kobe was like, "Yeah, I'm going to bring some of my friends or whatever. It's going to be cool." And I, I think it was Shaq who was or somebody. Somebody was like. I think it was LeBron who was like, yeah, Shaq was telling me, yeah, that's funny. He says he's going to bring some of his friends. Kobe doesn't have any friends, right? Like, he's just not. So they get to, they get to wherever they're at in Vegas or wherever, and they're they're training. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, Carmelo Anthony, they're like, yeah, we all decide we're going to go out to this nightclub. They all got to the nightclub. They're getting hammered. They're dancing. There's music, this and that and everything. They come rolling in. At like 4.35 in the morning. Oh, my. And who's walking through the lobby? Kobe. On his way to train. On his way to train. Oh, my gosh. And they all looked at each other like, yeah, that dude's different. <laughs> that dude is different. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to the gym. Jeez. And then he, 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 he like didn't like participate in all that stuff. He was 100% about the business. And then I told you the story where they, they play Spain. Uh-huh. Pa Gasol was one, you know, his teammate, the Lakers teammate, you know, the, the dude from Spain, Spain's best player. Kobe tells his guys in the huddle before the game, listen, first play of this game, I'm running right through Paul Gasol's chest. And they were like best friends. He goes, I know the yes, they were best friends. Yeah. He goes, I know the play. I know what they're gonna run. I'm gonna run right through his chest and send a message. 
And sure enough, LeBron James is like, yeah, we're all looking. I'm like, yeah, okay, man, that's your dude. Come on, man. What do you, right? He said, they show it. The first play, Pogasol tries to set a screen, and Kobe Bryant comes with his elbow right in the middle of his oh chest gosh. and knocks him on his on his ass, right? And, and the, the rest of the team is like, oh, uh, this dude, this he's dude is, he's, you know what I mean? This dude is out of his mind. Like, it's amazing you have a collection of the best of the best of the best. And that guy still and needed to be. And one guy, it's a, like everybody's like, this dude is built different than even us. I remember reading about that team once. This was a couple years ago. And they, I remember that the anecdotes were, I think it was Michael Red and Tayshawn Prince they would abuse in practice. And, like, Michael <laughs> Red and Tayshawn Prince were, like, two great college players at Ohio State and Kentucky. Tayshawn Prince is, like, a seven-foot guy that could play all over the place. And Tayshawn Prince, if you look at his numbers, I don't think I'm wrong about this, he was always a better playoff player than a regular season player. Like, He'd get 17, 18 points in the playoffs, yeah, like a 12-point-a-game right, guy right, in a regular right, season. Right, right. He had pretty good playoff runs with Detroit. But they were talking about how they would they loved making that team, but they hated it because those like big dogs <laughs> would abuse those All guys right. in I can, practice. I can believe it. Tayshawn Prince was like, I kind of hated being on that team. They, they killed me. They killed me on that team. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can believe it. I will say this. Just to wrap a bow on uh-huh. this. Well, first of all, in the in the gold medal game, they played Spain again in the gold medal game, and basically, the the fourth quarter, Kobe did what Kobe did. But it was know? it wasn't that that was a close game. It though. was closer, yeah, much closer. The first time they played, they won by forty. But the second time they played, it was close for the last five minutes. Basically, it was just Kobe said, "Okay, we're winning this game," and took the took over. You know, just took him. But I will say this. You know, they talk, well, this is a great this is maybe the greatest team in Olympic history. The ninety two team Oh yeah. And the ninety six team uh, the, were both better than the 08 team. The ninety two team were the OGs. Well that was, you know, Jordan and Burden and all those guys. Right. But look at the look at the ninety six team and tell me if you think that the, the nineteen ninety six team I think is if you I think if they had a a, a number of the uh yeah, a US Olympic team here. Right here. No, they had Reggie Miller and those guys. Right. And Scotty Pippen no, look at, and, look at, and Barkley. Look, here you go. Look at this group. Barkley. And Stockton still played, I think. Penny Hardaway, team. Hill, Carl Malone, Hakeem, Reggie Miller, Shaq, Gary right. Payton, Scotty Pippen, Mitch Richmond, John Stockton. Yeah. 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 That team's better than the 2008 team as well. Anyway. Right. Wasn't that a big thing because uh, I remember Olajuwon – because he was born in like Lagos or whatever, and he had Nigerian citizenship, and then he but he played for America on that team. So him and Malone yeah. were both on that team, right? Right. Yeah. yeah no, I mean I, I, that team was ridiculous. That team was totally ridiculous. They smashed Yugoslavia. Um, I remember at the, the for in the gold medal game, smashed was, them. What, what I think it was the uh, '92 game where. Did they play Nigeria or somebody? Charles Barkley elbowed that guy in the chest and nearly put a hole in his Angola. Head. It was Angola. Angola. Yeah, he put Angola. A- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, one more thing. Hey, you know what? what, what we'll, we'll make everybody happy with this. AP Coach of the Year, Kevin, Mike Tomlin. St- Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. So the Browns are just running away with it. They are. Man, good. And I'm surprised the man of the year wasn't their quarterback, yeah. Paul. Flacco? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other Deshaun one. Deshaun <laughs> Watson. <laughs> oh. Yes. 
Oh, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on the new Silverado 1500 trucks. Tonight, cloudy, mild, small chance of showers, low 47. Friday, sunny, excellent, high 64, low 52. Temperatures in the 60s on Saturday before temps, they cool into the 50s for Sunday. By the way, did you see that uh, Primetime handed out the one award? Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Coach Prime handed out one of the awards. Did you? Uh, were you a fan of the Coach Prime show? Yeah, I didn't mind it. I don't. I don't mind it. I think his luster's definitely fallen off some in Colorado. Yeah, I mean he's got to win. He's got to win more games this year. But one of the things that that troubled me a little bit. Okay. Yeah, he's a guy that has a gold jacket. Okay. One of the greatest players of all time. No question. Yes. One, one of the greatest, greatest athletes, athletes yes. of all time. One of the, you know, played it two, played in two professional leagues at the highest level. Simultaneously. If he wants to be braggadocious and talk trash and act a fool, I, I'm okay with it. You know what? He's Coach Prime. But when you've got his players who have accomplished absolutely nothing, that started to get obnoxious. Yeah, it was no good for Show, you. Showing their watches and all that crap and all this. It's like. Dude, you're four and eight or three and nine or whatever you are. You know? I I, I don't mind trash talk, Colin. I really don't. If you I, earned it. But go earn it, man. You gotta that's what the one of the one of my biggest pet peeves is when, you know, a team is down by twenty one to, to to three and a dude makes a big tackle and gets up and starts acting like a dingling. It's like, listen, dude. <laughs> you're down twenty one to three. Go back to the huddle and try and make you know, I mean, I don't know. that's that's where I draw the line. Did you like Coach Prime when he played? Oh, he's my, my favorite all time. Come on, man. Oh, I'm Florida a Florida State, State guy. guy. Come yeah, on, man. Right? He's one of my probably my three all-time favorites. Do you want to hear a story, by the way? Um, I saw, I ran into the other night. You'll like this as a Florida State guy. I ran into Mike Bell, the Pitt baseball coach. Okay, yeah. He used to be an assistant at yes. Florida State for yes. a long time. We started talking about stuff, and I said, can you tell me? Tell me and be square with me. He just texted me this. Uh, the next morning after we I was I was hanging out with him, he said, "I said, be square about Jameis as a baseball player," and he said, "You know, he like held our bullpen down the one year, and how good he was, and we knew we only had him for a certain long. He wasn't going to train with us. He just kind of showed up." He said, "But the thing with Jameis <laughs> that was so ridiculous was how natural of." a clubhouse guy he was in baseball mm -hmm. and how every single guy that was like a full-on baseball dude, you know, like a baseball life or like they were getting drafted in a top couple rounds after they were just going to be in school. It, they stopped and listened to him and he jumped. It, he was there like part-time because he was the quarterback. And he said, we we're definitely afraid of getting him hurt. Like I'd call Jimbo all the time and be like, I promise we're not going to get him hurt or whatever. But he would stand in the middle of the circle and address the whole team and it was like he was part-time there but full-time leader. Yeah. And he said, if he would have just done it and just played baseball, no question he'd be a back-end bullpen guy in Major League Baseball right now. But he's the kind of guy, he said Jameis was and still is, he meets you once, he remembers your name. He still calls Mike Bell's wife on her birthday. He calls, like, coaches' wives. He remembers people's birthday. He said, Jameis, one of the greatest – people he's ever coached he said also if there's a sign-up sheet to like go to the soup kitchen or do community service and they say hey guys you know we need 10 guys yeah. to do this 
first dude to do yeah. all of and that. I tell you, and, and if you read if you read anything about him, he's a guy that all his teammates loved. Yes, and 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 really, he said because it wasn't fake. Yeah, it wasn't. But 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 he's a bit of a clown, obviously. Right, he's funny as hell. If you look, see the videos of him in the locker room, but you know what? All those guys on the Saints, they loved him. You know what I mean? And then what I liked when you know when he did the thing where he basically said to hell with you, we're scoring a touchdown here. Right. I love that he stood in there and answered questions about it and basically you know went toe to toe with the guy. Um, well, he said, "Do you have a problem with it? Tell me why you got a problem with it." Yeah. Like that was a great interview. Absolutely. But 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 you're right. He was a great he was a great teammate. And you know, listen, I'll tell you a funny thing. So Elijah's getting recruited by Pitt. Uh huh. Okay. So now he has to go on one of his visits. For the weekend. It's the weekend that Pitt plays Florida State. The, when Calvin Benjamin and those ja- guys came? Jameis Winston's first start. The first ACC game. First start. Yeah. Right? It was Labor Day night. Uh-huh. I was there in the press so box. I was there as a dad right. with my kid as the recruit. Now, obviously, I had Pitt's tickets because, I mean, I, you know, we were recruits and this and that and the other thing. So I had like a sweatshirt on, but underneath my sweatshirt, I have a Florida State shirt. But I told Elijah, I said, listen, I'm going to sit here and I know that, you know, Pitt's probably going to be your fact that he might have already committed by then. I said, Pitt's going to be your team and all that. That's great. I said, but understand, Florida State is my team. So I sat there and the entire time, I'm like this. Is giving it, giving a chop? Giving it to him. Give him the business. Elijah, my son, he was angry. He was really getting all upset. You're embarrassing me. This and that. that. No, Jameis Winston's embarrassing you. That's who's embarrassing you. He didn't like that. But see, that's how I always was was with my kids. Like, I'm probably a, I don't know, but but I always, not only am I going to beat you, not only am I not going to let you win, Uh I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to talk to you about it. That I remember watching them warm up because I like, you know, if you go down to the field, you can go down pregame. So I was up in the press box. That team, they had Winston, they had Devontae Freeman, yeah. and they had Carlos Williams, I believe. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, they had uh, uh, Calvin Benjamin was on that team. couple other dudes. They came out of the locker room. Right, and mm-hmm. it, I think they had uh, James Wilder, a couple other dudes that were that were players, right? And I just remember Kermit Whitfield and those guys. I just remember saying to somebody, I forget who I was down on the field with. As soon as they came out and started to work out and warm up, I said, "Like Pitt doesn't have a chance." <laughs> they just looked so much like Ronald Darby was on that team. They were bad dudes, yeah. bad dudes. Calvin Benjamin was on that Calvin, team. Yeah, yes. Calvin Benjamin. He wore number one, I believe. Devontae Freeman. Yeah. They came out of the locker room, Paul, and I was watching warm-ups, and I said, like, there's not going to be a game here. It's and, – and Jameis hit on the first whatever. Like, they rolled right down the field on him. That was – They were actually uh, – Pitt went right down the field. Do you remember who Pitt's quarterback was? Tom Savage. Yeah, you're right about that. Remember that? You're right about but, that. I mean, they Was had... that the year Florida State was 14-0? and or... Um – that was the year they won the national championship. Yeah. yeah, but but he was twenty five of twenty seven for three hundred fifty six yards and four touchdowns. Savage was no no no, no yeah twenty five of twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, he didn't miss three hundred fifty six yards. Jameis Winston didn't miss four that night. touchdowns. That was absurd. But you know who their you know who their corners were. I forgot all about this too. Jalen Ramsey. 
and Terrence Brooks, two guys that I played. I mean, come on. I mean, it's come on. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right, you what know? do you got to say about Caitlin, uh, uh, Caitlin uh, no, Clark? I mean, what is this I, that no, you no. wanted to get to? No, I was just saying with Caitlin Clark, did you see all these uh, stories about how she's selling out $1,000 a ticket for this game? At or, Penn I, State. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. When, or at home they, against Penn State. These games these games that she's on the road, they're getting like $1,000 a ticket. Like she's the best road Well, show. I know people. there's a bunch yeah. of people from here who drove over to Columbus a couple weeks ago to yes. watch her play at Ohio State. The people, Mike White and a bunch of people drove down to Maryland when she played down there to see her play. Wow. Live. Yeah. Now, she's tell great me, for women's basketball. What did she say about Cheryl Swoops? I missed all of this. Yeah. What is the problem well, here? Here's a here, here here no, Cheryl Swoops, right? She was better than Caitlin Clark. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Cheryl But Swoops, she was. Cheryl Swoops said some crazy things and some just stupid things really about Caitlin Clark and the number of games she played and this and that cuz she's going to break the scoring record. She's got how many points? They had it up there. I think she needs like 50 points or something to, to break the all-time scoring record. Okay. So Cheryl Swoops said, oh, well, she had a COVID year and all this, but she didn't. You know, this, right. she's a fourth-year senior. This is, a, you know what I mean? She could have a COVID year. If she wanted to come back next year, she could. But anyway, a bunch of people got all upset and offended, and they're like, oh, well, Cheryl Swoops is just a hater because she wasn't as good as Kaylin Clark or whatever, blah, blah, The thing about it she is. She might have been, though. No. The thing about it is Cheryl Swoops was a much better player than Caitlin Clark is. A much better player. Where'd she go? Texas Tech? Texas Tech. Yeah. The, 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 what bothers me about the Caitlin Clark discussion, okay, is that most of the people that are talking about Caitlin Clark and they're doing all this stuff and, ah, It's like right. the first women's basketball right. they've ever watched. It's the first time they've ever watched women. Like, like you know what I mean? I tell people all the time, oh, I had, you know, all these idiots on, on Twitter screaming at me about Caitlin. I said, Caitlin Clark would not have started on 2002 Connecticut team. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let's talk about the two guards and the small forward, which would be, those would be one of the three positions she would play, right? Diana Tarazi, who many believe might be the best player that's ever played, ever. Okay. Uh-huh. Sue Bird who's the best point guard probably that's ever played, and Swin Cash, who is 90 times better on the defensive end, 90 times more athletic, and almost as good offensively. What are we talking about? She wouldn't even started on that team. But people act like, oh, well, you know, last year women's basketball finally got good, right? And, and, and again, I hate to say this because, but hell with it, I can. There's a racial component because, you know, like I, I, the great white hope, they, you know, we, we, we look for those kind of players, and I'm okay with it. But I wish people would just admit that's a big part of the show of why, you know what I mean? So you still didn't answer the question, though. Why is Cheryl Swoops jammed up? Because she no. said she has more opportunities to score points, so that's why she she's— She was basically defending the woman who owned uh, who owns the record, you know, the lady from Washington. I forget what her name is, right? But see, the lady from Washington, that owns a, she actually owns a scoring record. Nobody would put her in the top 20 players of all time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. My thing about it is Cheryl Swoops was just saying, oh, well, she's played more games and she did this and she did that. My thing is you're not a hater. The whole point, there's got to be for this whole thing with hater, as I know it, as I understand it, talking to right. younger people, it, there's an element of jealousy to it. But the point, point, but the point I'm trying to make is – Cheryl Swiss is better. Let me ask you this. As somebody who's like knows women's basketball, you're around women's basketball, there's a lot of old players that right. coach AAU. Does Cheryl Swoops, does she have that old head street cred still among the older people in women's oh, yeah. basketball? Yeah, absolutely. Now, she hurt herself because she was a coach, 
And she got basically she had one of uh, one of these scandals where her players were like she's way too hard she's oh, old school like, shit. and they ran her out of the game you know what I mean because like she's a, emotional abuse and stuff emotional like that emotional abuse and all that stuff so that hurt her but at the end of the day people that know basketball they know you know what I'm saying Cheryl Miller right Cheryl Miller Cheryl Swoops Diana Taurasi you know Brianna Stewart I tell people okay compare Caitlin Clark's career to Brianna Stewart, and make the case outside of being a shooter why you think Caitlin Clark is a better sh- player than Brianna Stewart. You can't. See, I don't know anything about. I'm just. I was intrigued by this. Um, yeah, by Cheryl Swoops. This Cheryl Swoops, like I said, you're not a hater if you're a better player. Like if I rip Caitlin Clark, who's okay, the best female basketball player who's ever lived? I think Cheryl Miller probably, but you know, I I thought Tarazi to me. Diana Taurasi might be actually might be right now if I had to. What know, about Lisa Leslie? She was tremendous, but Taurasi was special. Tamika Catcher. Here's the thing. No. Here's, uh, here's the Cynthia thing. Cynthia Cooper. She was a great WNBA player. <clears throat> she was a much better. If we're talking about your college, are we talking about college or WNBA? Yeah, just ever. Ever it's Taurasi. I, I think it's Taurasi. I mean, here's the thing. People always look. Maya at, Moore. She was really good too. Um, she was pretty, spe- pretty. She was pretty spectacular, but I don't think she was. I don't think she was. She's not a top five type player. She was really, really good. Um, I, I mean, Don Staley was great. You know, I mean, there's there's been a number of great players. But here's the thing about Tarazi: when she was a sophomore, okay, that's that 2002 Connecticut team with Sue Bird and Swin Cash and all them. You played on it. an All Star. They were unbelievable. But guess what? When she was a senior, right? Uh huh. Her senior year, they won a national championship. It was her, and she had basically three really strong, athletic people that weren't great, skilled basketball players, and she carried them, and they won a national title. Can I ask you one? I, I can't believe we're talking this much about women's basketball. Yeah. I have one more question for you. Because okay. I actually read a story today about people taking time off and dedication. If this Elena Della Donna would have actually paid and in, in bought into – Training and playing, and she she has a very handicapped sister that she right, takes right, care of and right, things. Right. But if she just went and became a basketball junkie, they she pretty much did this like part time. She yeah. went to Connecticut for like three days and was like, "No, I'm homesick," and went to Delaware. But if she would have said, "I'm buying all in," how good could she have been? She, she would have. She maybe maybe she'd be in the discussion. For Serious? Real. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, she's got all the physical tools that you know what I mean that 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 you wanted. But she went and played volleyball for a couple of years. Yeah, right. And she went to you know she was at Delaware. Um, she obviously had a really nice career, and I think she's a pretty, you know, really good ba- basketball player. But at the end of the day, um, you know, she's not at that level because she never committed to being at that level. That's the biggest thing. Diana Taurasi, I'm gonna tell you, is a freak. You want to talk about a You want to talk about? There's, listen, you want to talk about a player who, in her prime, she might have been able to play Division One men's basketball. Oh yeah, I really believe that. She was a physical freak. She was a tough, hard-nosed, strong, you know what I mean? Could really play. Um, she might be if I'm I might think I might say she's the, she's the goat. 6 feet tall. Tough. Mm-hmm. Tough as nails. I mean, I, I don't I mean, I'm just saying. I'm trying to think I mean, Brianna Stewart had an incredible career as well. But all right, that's enough. Tarazi. Tarazi. Tarazi's we'll the goat. All right, we, all right, there's there our, our women's basketball expert. We'll come right back, talk some Steelers. <laughs> we'll get out of here here on the fan. 
All right, Paul, why don't you – I saw the list of the people that are going to get in the Hall of Fame, they just said. They're un- unveiling them tonight at this NFL honors thing. Why don't you – do you have them up? I have them up. All right, why don't you read them off? Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney, Andre Johnson, Patrick Willis, Steve McMichael, and Randy Gratisher. All right, you know you're getting old <laughs> when you covered the college games of NFL – Hall of Famers. You covered Julius Peppers in college. I did. You absolutely did on absolutely. that North Carolina team. He was devastating. Yes, absolutely. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he single-handedly beat Pitt over yeah, he, here at Three River Stadium. He that totally year. did. Yes. He absolutely did. He was uh, he was something else. So yeah, you know you're getting old, and you've covered for a long time. You may have also covered Devin Hester. In college, mm. he played it. He would have played in Miami at like oh four, maybe. Let's look. Right, you uh, may have covered. Well, he's forty-one years old. Uh huh. No, he would have been younger. I mean, he would have been like oh, probably oh four or oh five. He would have played at Miami. Yeah, too. Okay. Because he didn't yeah, play. Yeah, I would have covered. I did. Then I would have covered. You him. covered two guys' college yeah. games. Yes, I would have right? covered them then. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, he played 10 years. And, 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 you know, I think I think I get it. I get it. He's the greatest of all time at that position. I just would not. Yeah, is that kind of like. I would like, not put him in the Hall of Fame. Is that kind of like a DH getting in? Uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame? Yeah, Harold Baines. Right? I, I, I mean, now he had, you know, he averaged what? In his biggest year, 35 yards or four, 38 yards or something. I one is I read something the other day. He had fourteen hundred yards in returns the one year, which is totally ridiculous. But now, like people kick it out of the end zone, so that wouldn't even have, he wouldn't even be able to do that. And everybody fair catches punts because they're so high now. But it weren't like that at the time. He had one singular skill. I mean, one. He, he right, and that's the thing. I I mean, to me, he, he was, never had a thousand yard receiving he's, season. He's I don't the think. greatest. He's the greatest ever. Right, his uh-huh. career, but his career, two hundred fifty-five receptions. Three, you know, three. Did he ever have a thousand-yard receiving 3, season? 000, he had three thousand total yards for his his career. Jeez! So he is a one-trick pony. That one trick was incredible. He was really good. But here we go, right here, his best receiving season. He had seven hundred fifty yards. Jeez! His best receiving touchdown season. Was four touchdowns. He never scored five touchdowns in a season receiving. Nope. Uh, he never even. You know, I remember reading his stats too. He never scored a lot of touchdowns in the return game. Five. He just had a million five total. That's right. It. He just had a million yards. Like he would always I'm take sorry, it out to midfield. But he had fourteen punt return touchdowns. Right. But still, I mean, I, I just you know I, I mean I, I don't know. He, obviously a great great kick returner, punt returner, special teams guy. I just don't know, you know, I just don't know that I would uh, put him in the Hall of Fame. No, I don't think I would. And, 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 they're, and then they're talking about, um, you know, he has a record, the most combined special teams return touchdowns. Well, you've got to be the guy who does both. That's And he, had a, he also had a field goal, a missed field goal that he remember. I actually kind of remember that where he, the, the guy missed the field goal yes. and he returned it. But my point is, and it's your point actually. How many guys do all that? Desmond Howard, um, you know what was his name? Dave Meggett, maybe. Who played for Eric Metcalf? I think did it. Uh, Dante Hall at times. Gail Sayers back in the day. 
Uh, there, there aren't a lot of guys that that did both. You know who right. did? You know who was good way back from the Broncos? You remember a guy named Rick Upchurch? Yeah, I remember him, yeah. He was good. But other than that, like, there's not a lot of guys that do that do both anymore. It used to be one guy. Right. You have to you just have to have that specialized skill set. I mean, I, I get a kick out of all these guys that have a hard time putting kickers in, but they're gonna put Devin Hester in. I mean, kickers, to me, you know, how much is, for instance, Adam Vinatieri worth when you consider the Patriots and the Colts, you know what I mean, win Super Bowls right. because they have them. You know what I'm saying? You have a guy like uh, Justin Tucker. Like, how much has he been val- how valuable? Even, you know. A, even Gary Anderson. Or, or, or Gary Anderson. Or even a guy like Boswell. I mean, right. in the last four or five years, he's been just basically. Think about if think about over the last three or four years, if the Steelers had like an erratic kicker. If they didn't have a guy they could count on to get three points. Or if there was a man not named Justin Tucker. Well, what they I would mean, just look at Bos. Bos would be the best in the league. He would, but my point is, what if the Steelers had like an erratic kicker? Right. They probably would have lost two or three games, particularly to, because know? of the style of football right, they play exactly. and how close the games are. Yes. So, so that to me is a lot more valid than putting Devin Hester in. I think. Wow, that is such. It is a great discussion because it is really, it is such a one-trick pony. It is, but he was great at it. He is. He was. There was no one who I don't want to say was even close, but. He, it might be the case there was no one that was even close. I mean, he was spectacular at it. You like the NFL? Have you been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. I went this past summer. Maybe it was last summer. No, I think I went this past summer for the first time. I made the mistake, I said. And I said this uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. I made the mistake where and I, we were there a good three and a half, four hours. But I could have carved out two days and read everything. I like reading yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I honestly could have gone for two days and read every single thing there. It fascinated it's a, I mean, me. Yeah, and, and, and the and the uh, the uh, Naismith Hall of Fame is incredible too. The, it's just so far. Yeah, it's a message. But I'm just saying that the, those two. I've, I've never been to Cooperstown. I would love to go to Cooperstown and see that. But I'm just saying the, the Naismith Hall of Fame is pretty spectacular too. Tell me about what what was it the Naismith Hall of Fame the, the old artifacts yeah, and stuff like that all the stuff I mean just like a, a peach basket and pieces things? you know just the whole history of basketball and all the great players and different you know pieces of uh, different arenas and I mean just you know said so I tell you another incredible hall uh, it's not a hall of fame but an incredible museum like that yeah have you ever been to Louisville been to the Muhammad Ali Center I heard it's incredible it's I've not unbelievable. been unbelievable like you know it's it's a, basically an entire museum. Dedicated to Muhammad Ali. Well, I know that there are people. It's funny you say that because I have a lot of friends. I went to college down there, so I have a lot of friends that, that live in Kentucky, and they said that they'll do half day at the uh, Muhammad Ali, and then the other half the Louisville Slugger thing because they're not yeah. far off from each yeah, other. They, they, those those two places are great. And then if you love horse racing, at Churchill Downs, the Kentucky Derby Museum is incredible. Too. The only thing is the neighborhood's awful. It is awful. It is one it of the most awful. terrible it's, it's, neighborhoods it's, it's in this country. If you think about it, it's incredible that, it, that one of the biggest you know, sporting events every year is in that neighborhood. But I'm telling you, the Kentucky Derby Museum is pretty cool. Oh, yeah? Uh, There's absolutely. a lot of horse tracks in a lot of bad parts of town. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, that's because you got all the degenerates that go there and hang out, right? Like the one in Maryland. That's in a bad part yeah, of yeah. town. Yeah, how about, I mean, the Belmont is not exactly, that's right. not exactly a nice area where in Belmont, the, the Belmont stakes are. 
And uh, what's the one out near Harrisburg? That ain't, no. great, that ain't a great area either. The one that is kind of nice, although it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, you got to drive it. Keeneland in, in Lexington is like really nice. Yeah. And the people get all dressed I mean, up. You know, and, the Meadows is in a nice area. I mean, it's, you know. It is. They put a casino there, though, a, Paul. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, and a Waffle House right by there. That is a, it is one of the few Waffle Houses I've ever been to where there wasn't a big brawl that broke out in the middle of the night. Well, if we went, we would. it would be our luck that there would be a brawl <laughs> exactly. breaks out in the middle of the night. All right, what a show it's been. You know, you need to write our boss and tell him to put us on 10 to 2 every day. Uh, we'll be the new Cook and Joe. Uh, anyway, so it's been wonderful. It's been great. We're going to get out of here in just a minute. I am off tomorrow. I think Donnie Football's doing the show is my understanding. I don't know. Um, so there's that. That'll happen. I am at home tomorrow, Paul, Good. because it is our twins' 13th birthday. Tremendous. Before we leave, can I give Joel one one of these prop bets? Real Let's quick? go. We got 30 there you seconds. Go, Joel, you ready? Rock and roll. This is right up your alley. I was thinking of it. So here we go. Who will have more? Boston Celtics team points against Miami on Sunday or Kansas City Chiefs rushing yards? That's a good one. Miami's a really defensive team. That's a tough one. Do you know if the game's in Boston oh, or Miami? It's at Miami. At Miami. Here we go. That's a really tough one. Uh, Celtics. All right, there we go. Celtics plus Celtics. More rushing, more points than rushing yards. All right, Joel. Joel, great work as always. You're the absolute best. Paul, pleasure to work with you. <laughs> we had fun. Uh, we always do. All right, we'll catch you some other time. See ya. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, 
empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.